Today is a very special day. We got a lot of things going on. Batavia's here. We have an extremely special guest, and we are going to learn a lot from a different perspective about gardening today. Welcome to the Backyard Gardens Podcast. To have a good harvest, one must plant good seeds and must also use the right kind of fertilizer. The carrots have grown large and firm. How good they will taste. Welcome to the Backyard Gardens Podcast, where we talk about all things gardening and give the information out for you to be successful in your garden, whether it's your first or your last. We are your hosts, Ben, the Backyard Gardener, and Batavia, the Front Yard Gardener. One in the country. One in the city. Now get ready as we dig deep into this wonderful world of gardening, as we learn to grow and grow for change. How excited are you, Batavia? I am Almost as excited as I was when I had the first tomato sandwich of the season. That's that's really high like excitement for me. That doesn't excite me at all. So but this is let's about try me again. In this moment. How excited are you, Batavia? <laughs> um, I am as excited <laughs> as I was when I got my sweet potato slips. Remember that? That was exciting. Amen, sister. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I'll go with yeah, that. Yeah. I no no tomato sandwiches. <laughs> no go. No go. So quick announcement. We've had ten thousand people listen to us so far whoop, talk whoop, about gardening whoop. wait 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 hold on wait wait yeah what are you doing what are you doing you do it ten thousand times all right yeah well, no, just... <laughs> <laughs> that's enough so thank you everybody so help us make it i think the next milestone is like twenty five thousand. so it might be a while before we get another announcement no, we're gonna put but, some, uh, not if you share we're gonna put some interim our... milestone in there i'm not gonna wait until twenty five thousand to ring the bell again okay but North Dakota stepped up, so we have covered the entire 50 United States. So thank you, North Dakota. Nicely and done. And your fast speed limits, if that's the truth. And today we have a special guest. We have Ashley, and she is a first-time gardener. And we wanted to bring her on to kind of pick our brains and just talk about gardening. I mean, what else are you going to do on a gardening podcast? So what's up, Ashley? Hi. <laughs> Uh, hi. <laughs> do it, Batavia. Do it. Do it. <laughs> oh my gosh, what an intro. What an honor. <laughs> this is like only the second episode we've used the bail on. We're trying to figure out the logic for when we bail or ring oh, and when we it. don't. But... What's that song where it's they, they need a more cowbell? Yeah. That SNL skit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's the cowbell. I, I need more of No, wait, we talked about that. I we don't need a cowbell. Wait, I had the cowbell and Ben vetoed it. And he made me order this bail on Amazon. It was a low, low price of like $4, but we may have uh-huh. to take a vote on, you know, which sound effect we're going to use. I vote cowbell. <laughs> cowbell I mean, I don't twice? know how permanent my vote is, but right now, as of right now, it's two against one. So. You say cowbell, but when you're riding in your car listening to us going to work and you hear that damn cowbell, you're going to be like, I hate my vote. <laughs> And that's fair just enough. all there is to it. Fair enough. Fair enough. That might be the case. <laughs> so I was um, I was trolling Instagram the other day, and I came across this interesting video and in, um, a story, and it was somebody talking about their garden, and they've had a lot of issues, and how hard it is for. And I thought to myself, what a great opportunity to have somebody come on and ask questions because she had a lot of questions and seemed a little discouraged, and we wanted to 
pump her up a little bit for her garden season and maybe you guys can get some insight out of it because you know first time gardener there's there's a lot to think about and there's some things in the video that i saw that i was like ah, i wouldn't really worry about that so i think it was like a perfect opportunity oh yeah yeah she's <laughs> so there's no video on this podcast but the surprise look is amazing yeah. so yeah <laughs> i'm very surprised <laughs> Yeah. So Ashley's here with us to kind of talk about her garden and maybe you guys can get some insight from it and stuff because I feel like it's a different perspective. What do you think, Batavia? Um, So this is my favorite type of talk, garden talk, um, because I love (laughs) hearing from and talking to new gardeners, especially if we're on the cusp of like being disappointed, because my unofficial role in garden life is to help new gardeners avoid that disappointment, specifically the disappointment that leads them not to getting the season two. I just need to get you to season two, Ashley. That's that's it. Season two of the garden, and then my yes. work here will be done. Yes, yes. I, see, I'm the opposite, though. I think you have to fail in order to, to succeed. I'm okay also, with a little yes. bit of failure. I'm okay yes. with a little 100%, bit of failure. 100%, you have to fail. I want to see you fail a little bit, but I don't want to see you fail all the way. So Yeah, I mean... I'm the antagonist. <laughs> We have the glass half full and the glass half empty, which equals a whole glass for me, which I'm totally fine with. Perfect. (laughs) Perfect. No, I don't want to see anybody fail at having a garden. I mean, I definitely want to see people like work through the problems and stuff like that. And I think you've done that. So, yeah, I mean, a little bit of background as to like how I got into gardening is I've just been always surrounded by gardens. Um, my grandpa uh, was born in Hawaii and moved to Puerto Rico. And when he was in Puerto Rico, he signed with the Future Farmers of America when he was like a teenager and farmed sugarcane and bananas and all this kinds of crazy exotic stuff. And so when he moved to California, naturally, he just had this lush, beautiful garden that I grew up in. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, I personally did not start gardening until the pandemic hit. Um, so I, I'm an essential worker. So being okay. in the grocery stores and kind of working with what I do, I needed an escape. Like I had to just go home and just mm-hmm. work on something that would just ease my mind from everything that was going on. So that's how I got into gardening. And, you know, now you know, you've seen the stuff that I didn't do so well on. So when I'm coming home from working and I go into my garden, I'm like, this didn't get pollinated or that got sunburned or this has some type of weird virus, fungi, something, I don't know. Yeah. It's just like, oh, is it worth it? (laughs) So So have you harvested anything yet? No. Oh, you haven't harvested anything Not a thing. Not a thing. Okay. Well, we're going to change that. Okay. So good. good. Because I want to eat my own food. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. And I think there's a lot of people that are getting into gardening for the same reason you did, you know, the pandemic and all that stuff. And I mean, I don't know. What do you think, Batavia? You go like a year after your first year, it kind of starts to click. You'll get a little bit more and more and more. You just got to get through that first year, right? Yeah, I'm trying to go back to the way back machine because I'm super curious about some of the things, Ashley, that you're growing. Um, but I'm trying to go into the Wayback Machine and remembering like how much food I got in my year one. Um, I made it to year two, but that doesn't mean that I got you know some bountiful harvest in year one. Um, but I went super duper traditional. I have a question. Mm-hmm. So this might be gardening lingo, which I have other questions about because I still don't know Perfect. all the gardening lingo. Thank you. But thank you, you say- everybody. <laughs> hold on, everybody. Thank you. <laughs> 
thank you. Go ahead. Okay, so again, this might be because I'm new and naive, but when you say year two, is that just the succeeding year or is it the season? Oh, let me answer. Let me answer. Because I kind of make up those terms. Um, So I don't know that. Ben, do you speak in year one and year two? No. I think that's more like work, Batavia speaking. Um, so I just speak in year. I mean, I don't know. I don't. I never thought about yeah, that. Yeah. So when I talk about it, I'm talking about 22 is your first year of gardening. 2020 is your first year of okay. gardening, and 2021 would be your second year. But it, you bring up it. a good point because um, when people talk about seasons, since I feel like I've historically only had like summer gardening, I just talk about summer gardening. But a lot of people, and I'm sure Ben talks about the spring season, the summer season, the fall mm-hmm. season. No, ben that's all one year that, talk about it like that that's all one year for yeah. me i mean I, i'm not gonna break i mean come on man that'd be like i'd be in like season like 300 no, or something no, no. Ridiculous. i'm not saying i'm not saying you're counting those but when people talk about like all right this season i'm doing this are you referring to the full year ben or are you referring to like this is your summer season versus your fall full season? year okay yeah let's see and if you and so first of all but hey you don't even know this ashley is an og for the podcast like, she was listening to it before you came wait, on. She's an original gangster of the She's podcast? an original gangster listener. I'll take right. that. So, so <laughs> I didn't know that. Mad props to Ashley. But I would yeah, love, so I found that out. Can we carve out a moment for this episode to talk about the improvements? Badges. Since there's been <laughs> no, a change. We no, we can't. Okay. All right. We'll talk about that offline, <laughs> no. Ashley. I'm sure. Yeah, there's <laughs> only four or five episodes before you, so we'll just... Yeah. Sweep them little guys under the rug. <laughs> You're but, much, um, the podcast is much better with you on it, Batavia. Much better. <laughs> see you there. And I didn't see even there. have to ask twice. <laughs> <laughs> see you there. I'm team Batavia. So let's, um, let's start with lingo, though. I think since you opened up with it, um, you know, because that's something I've had a problem with for a long time is the way people, you know, they get. And that's why I have like dirt, dirt, you know. And then I went on Instagram one day and everybody put up a mean about meme about it. And they were like, I hate it when people refer to it as dirt. It makes no sense. I'm like, that shit is dirt, mm-hmm. homie. It's no different. I mean, it is what it is. You know, there is a scientific you could, but look, come on, it's dirt. So what do you, you know, questions about lingo? Oh, wait, are you oh, asking me if yeah, I like dirt yeah, or soil? <laughs> no, no, oh, just okay. in general, like any kind of lingo that you have a question um, about. Well, there's one thing that you guys have been throwing around that I'm like, how does that make sense mathematically? And Ooh. it's, it's you guys talk about her beds, specifically Batavia's beds, and it's like it increases by the hundreds every episode. And I'm like, hang on, hang on, hang on. My bed is four by four, one bed. I have one four by four bed. How does she have like 800 beds? I don't get it. Where does she live? I want to live there. <laughs> so I, I might have My plan something. worked. <laughs> no, you 100% did not miss anything. And that, unfortunately, that is one thing we can't answer on the show today. So, okay. um, <laughs> Is it an inside joke? <laughs> the level. Honestly, it's a joke on the listeners at this point. L- listen, <laughs> the yeah. level of love I have for you in this moment, Ashley, <laughs> and the real tears. These aren't my normal, like, soppy, you know. <laughs> This is like, these are tears of laughter. So we are going to answer it because that's not who we are. We have to answer it. It's totally a joke. It's totally a joke. My very first episode here um, with Ben, when he interviewed me, going back to the beginning of the year, um, he talked about my raised beds as individual gardens. He like said, you know, you have 
X number of gardens. And I never looked at it that way. I do count the garden beds that I have. I have a total of 14 now, but he thinks okay. I'm a little bit obnoxious. He, he, didn't, he doesn't necessarily say that, but he thinks I'm a little bit obnoxious with that. So somewhere, oh, somehow, some way, we started just increasing the number. Right. Yeah. You know, I had yeah. like, you know, 12 last year, this year it's yeah. 14, tomorrow it's 228. <laughs> so it's, to- we're it. not talking like square footage or anything like that. It's just a complete, no. complete joke. Um, yeah. Look, it's just us having gardening fun. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. that's awesome. I'm so glad that my plan has worked, has succeeded. <laughs> if nobody listens to this show for anything, it's just to find out the exact number that Batavia has. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's funny because like if somebody was listening in on like, because sometimes I'll listen to the newer episodes to the older episodes. Mm-hmm. So if somebody's coming into the, you know, the latest one that you, you put out and they hear that she has 800 some odd and I'm like, oh. We're, we haven't talked about that in recent that. episodes. We have to start reminding people of how many beds I have in future episodes. Yeah. No, we don't. Yeah, we do. So, the, I mean, the truth the truth is Batavia actually owns 10 square blocks of Chicago, and that's where her gardens are. Wow. So, that's how she has some... No, oh, joking again. Oh, my God. See? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Ashley, just watch my face for the cues. Like, I'm okay. going to call bullshit on them, like, every single time and twice on Sundays. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to. So, but no, he does so not have hundreds of raised beds. No. 14. I do 14. not. But I have gone um, completely rogue when it comes to, you know, number of garden beds. I've quite literally almost quadrupled. No, tripled. I probably have tripled in the last four years the amount of oh, garden wow. beds that I have. Wow. But again, what are you going to do? Is that, but so Batavia, and I, I kind of know the answer to this, but I want to see if you've changed it since we've had this talk. Do you think that that's almost too much? You know what? This is not about me. This is about Ashley. <laughs> and this is a question that we should be covering off in the later part of the season. Okay. And I'm uncomfortable Stay by tuned. it because I'm on the cusp of saying, yeah, no, no, right. It's, it's not too no. much. I literally um, have scoped out one more spot for another bid, which will take me to 448. <clears throat> yeah. So it'd be 800, it'd be 938.2 okay. beds yeah. at that point. Nice. I got to keep so. track. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah, we do. But no, so awesome. garden terms, so is there- though, this is one of my favorite subjects and I've been dying to cover it on the podcast and a part of, um, a part of, and you may not experience this and it's okay, Ashley, but a part of garden terminology and all, I think uh-huh. there's a level of intimidation, right? You know, so uh, one of my favorite garden terms um, that I never used until I started gardening with social media folks is harvest. I never, ever, ever use the term harvest. Mm-hmm. I would always refer to things, and it could be a Southern thing, it may or may not, but as picking, I'm going to go pick okay. the tomatoes. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to pick my greens. Um, yeah. And somehow, some way, the social media folks have gotten in my head and harvest just rolls off my lips. You know? Yeah. So. Well, so here's a question. Here's the thing. <clears throat> so first of all, let's break that down. Is it a Southern thing for you? So if you say, I'm going to go out and go pick, how do you say it, Batavia? Before? Like if you say, like, mm-hmm. you're about to walk out the door and somebody's at your house, what would you say to them? Hey, come over later on today. I'm going to pick a bunch of tomatoes. You can take some home with you. Nah, see, mm-hmm. it's I'm fitting to go out and pick. 
That's the Southern <laughs> talk. You know, this is twice so, in this episode you know, that you you rejected my answer, the answer that comes out of my head, and you well, no, inserted so something else. My point is, is picking is like. I think it's a natural way to think about it. You know, like when you think of harvest, I think people think about um, farms, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. Do you think about that, Ashley? Like a farmer uh, would go out and harvest? No, I don't. I think. Oh, really? No. Okay. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's a West Coast thing, but like it, I was trying to think of it in a scenario where I did have something to harvest outside where I don't. <laughs> So I'm just imagining the scenario. But in my scenario, I would ask somebody if they want would want to harvest eggplants with me. Right. Or I'm going to go out and harvest some eggplants. Mm. Okay. So I, I don't know. Maybe it's regional. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It um, might be. For me, it's just it rings a bell as like a farmer going out to harvest his corn or something. Yeah. But Or like something of like mass quantities. Yeah. You know, but I was raised with pick. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just what we did. We picked green beans or, you know, whatever. In one of my first so. YouTube <clears throat> videos um, at Be Better Garden, shameless plug, um, one of <laughs> my very, very good girlfriends, you know, she called me after. It was like, oh, the video was cool. I could barely hear your voice because I was trying to whisper because I didn't want my neighbors to know I like had my phone. And I was recording my vegetables. But that's another story. So anyway, she's like, just one question. What is... What do you, when you say harvest, what are you talking about? And in that oh. moment, I made a note on my phone to talk about garden terms. And it's a year oh. later. I'm still trying to get that subject in. So, again. Well, in, in December, we will talk about yeah, that. Yeah, keep on saying Because that. that's, that's high up there. Yeah. Um, and I don't think it's important, too, because I think it is an intimidation factor. So, where did you get your seedlings from? First of all, did you start from seeds or seedling, Ashley? Uh, both. So, I... Um, started the first couple things I started were eggplants, cucumbers, zucchini, and did I already say bell peppers? Red and red and green no. bell peppers. Mm-hmm. No, you didn't. Yeah, so I started those, and then I also got some like purple beans. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and <laughs> when I put them out and I planted them, I had saw this gardener on YouTube, and he was showing like, oh, you got to layer the bottom with mulch. Of for okay, let's. Did I do it right? Yes. <laughs> Nicely done. <laughs> I live, yeah. I don't live in a house. So I live in a duplex. So okay. nothing, none of this space is mine. So I wanted to do strictly container gardening. Mm-hmm. So I okay. found this YouTuber that does container gardening and he would just like layer the bottom with mulch, then do like soil, fertilizer, soil, fertilizer, put your chance plant in and water it in with diluted fish emulsion. And I was doing, I was, I spent like, on soil pots mulch transplants like I was like I'm gonna do this so when I transplanted everything I came out the next day and I had giant holes in everything all of Mm -hmm. my leaves were decimated on every plant and I was like what is happening I don't understand it and come to find out I had an earwig problem Mm-hmm. So I like had no and, and, and after that, it kind of just went downhill mm-hmm. in terms of like what I was doing to kind of counteract that and all that good stuff. But anyways, I, I think I just went off on a tangent. But the first thing oh. I did get was transplants from Home Depot. <laughs> I'm sorry, Ashley. You say that you're a longtime listener of the podcast. You yes. understand that 
tangents are a part of our format. Yeah, I right? know. Okay. I know. All right. Just want to make sure. And you do understand that she just set me down on a tangent. That's just at the tip of my tongue. I'm trying to hold I know. it back. I, I like how we started with garden terms and now like, and I have like four other garden terms to ask you guys, but oh. that's fine. I mean. No, go for it. Go for it. Well, first, so hold on. Let me get this out of my, I, I can't hold it back. That guy that you watch is an asshole. Why? Because he made it so much more difficult than it has to be, first of all. You know, I mean, you spent two hundred dollars to start a container garden, right? Yeah, I did. That's that's a lot of money. Yeah, I know. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I mean, it's in all reality, it's easy for that like, to happen, though. Huh? It's easy for that to happen, though. It's very mm-hmm. easy for it to happen, and it's a damn shame that it happens because that's what makes somebody look at a garden and be like, "I can't afford to garden." Yeah, yeah. You know, and that's 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 a damn shame. Now that being said. If you stick with us long enough, Ashley, you're going to be cheap like us because I'm a cheap bastard. I'm here to tell you. So, um, you know, but layering and all that stuff, that's like that's fine and dandy. But, you know, more than likely, like the dirt or the soil that you bought probably had fertilizer already in it. Probably. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. um, So anyways. I'm going to put an earmark on that. I want to know the rest of your garden terms. Yeah. So I had a question about is it succession planting? And like, what exactly does that mean? Can you succession? I don't know. <laughs> Do you want to go or you want me to go? But this is kind of my carrots, aren't you, Ben? Yeah. So succession, succession planting is, let's say you, uh, you did bush beans, right? Yeah, I did. So you do bush beans one week. You wait two weeks and then you plant another round of bush beans because the bush beans are going to grow and then they're going to stop and then they're going to. So as they stop and then you put another and so you just keep successionally planting those same crop. And the intention is to (laughs) always have bush beans in that example throughout the season, but Uh you don't get them all at one time either. You know? Yes. So yeah. Like well, so you know how you see like you you obviously on Instagram, you know how you see like people these like massive harvests. Yeah. And it's it's pretty, but at the same time like for me that's not what I want. Right. I don't want that because then I have a massive amount of food that I either have to I have to process, give away, freeze, eat or something. You know what I mean? So the idea is to kind of slow it down a little bit. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. So, I mean, why yeah. would you want all of your beans all at the same time? Right. But uh yeah, I mean I so guess just going a quick a note talking on. about my bush beans is that that was one thing that I ripped up because <laughs> oh, I didn't really? think it was working. But yeah. it, I mean, I don't know. We'll, we'll have to put a bookmark on that one. But yeah, yeah. no, I definitely ripped those up. But anyway, what's your other lingo thing? Um, okay, so I'm not. I forgot what the term was. Um, but say like you're planting like um, corn and you plant like little radishes in between that. What is intercropping. That? Intercropping. Yeah. What is is that basically what it is? And like, why do you need to intercrop? Do you intercrop, Batavia? I don't. And this is actually one of okay. our arguments. Damn, this is too. like a final exam for me. Okay. <laughs> this is one of our Good. arguments too. So. Yeah, we have gotten in a lot of arguments on air and off air about it. But <laughs> so what it is is, and radishes is a great example. So like right now, so what zone are you in? Me. Do you? Yeah. Nine A, I believe, or nine B. Oh, oh, you're in nine. So, yeah. okay, first of all, podcast is over. We don't talk to people in zone nine. So, well, Are you jealous? Are you seething with jealousy? I am. You're damn right, because you guys can grow a lot better fruits than we can. Uh, oh, yeah, we regrow a lot. My grandpa, he's, okay, first of all, my grandpa is 93, and he uh, still gardens. Uh, yes. Still Garden gardens. Yes. Has 
lemon trees, orange trees, pomegranate trees, all that stuff in his backyard. <laughs> life Because he's got soil in his soul. That's why. Hashtag life goals. Yeah. So, okay, intercropping. So, like, right now for me, like, I'm coming close to my fall season, and I want to get a jump on it. So, what I would do is, like, in my tomatoes, for instance, I have my tomatoes. They're tall, and they provide shade. Mm-hmm. So, I went underneath, and I planted lettuce oh, okay. because the tomatoes will provide shade, which in turn will cool it. Yeah. So, generally speaking, in that shade, it's about 10 degrees cooler. Yeah. Okay. So, and plus, they can grow in a shadier you don't have to have full sun. So that protects them. And then as it gets cooler, when I pull those tomatoes up, I already have a full crop ready to go. Yeah. You know, and it's planted. also so that's what sometimes referred to as interplanting. interplanting. Sorry about that. Huh? It's also referred to as interplanting. Um, yeah, it is. And it's funny you say that, Batavia, because I was actually reading more about it. And, um, it's more commonly referred to as intercropping. Mm, mm-hmm. So I had to like train, I have to, I'm trying to train myself to refer to it as intercropping. Mm. So Ashley, <clears throat> but yeah, interplanting. do you see how the small arguments start and then you transition <laughs> into something else? So I'm yeah. just adding just another note. If you see it floating around on the interweb, interplanting, and then Ben comes back around and says, well, the technical term since 1942 uh-huh. is actually intercropping. There well, are 2,748,000 references to intercropping versus five I, for interplanting. Look, <laughs> trust me, I know. But that being said, you know, if somebody's listening to us and they're confused, I feel like I should definitely be referring to it as a more common term. You know, it, it is what it is, mm. you know, but mm-hmm. I feel like that's the better way to do it. So virtual high fives for you, bud. <laughs> Same to you. I love it. <laughs> Any more lingo? Uh, yeah. So another thing that I've been seeing floating around, and I think you guys touched upon it, um, is no-till gardening. Oh. I know. I, I knew. I feel like that was going to happen because when you guys did touch on it, I felt. I felt a little. You know. I yeah. felt a little silent. So I, well, I think we both were. In the, yeah, I think we both were in the same place regarding kind of. Well, you tell me. I generally don't till my garden at all. I do okay. some small turning over of the soil, so I wouldn't consider my gardening no till. Um, but Ben has the technical terms as to the downside of completely turning over your soil and turning over wheat seeds and all of that and reintroducing that into your garden. Go for it, Ben. Okay, so no-till gardening. I'm still on the fence about it, by the way. So I don't till my garden either, quite simply because I don't have a tiller. And quite simply because I'm not going to buy a tiller. I just, you know, it's Uh ridiculous. Uh But the idea of no-till gardening is when you when you till you are splitting up everything like all the bacteria the good bacteria the bad bacteria you know all the nutrients and stuff like that and you could be turning them down deeper in the soil not to mention the fact that you are turning it and bringing weed seeds up to the top to bloom Mm. now here's my thing Uh let's just focus on so the bacteria like i don't know I, i really don't know like Mm-hmm. I don't have micrometer eyes. I can't see, you know, I don't have microscopes stuck on my face, <laughs> but weed seeds typically, and everybody, this is open for everybody on the show right now to answer. Does, do they go deep in the ground when they fall? No. no. Right. So if I till it and I bury them, 
What's one thing that's going to happen when I bury those weed seeds? What's one thing that I'm going to eliminate that that seed needs to germinate? Sun. Yes. But the thing. That's all I'm going to say. But the thing is, though, it isn't. If you're tilling, you aren't necessarily burying that weed seed. You know, you're kind of just basically turning everything over when you're tilling or working up that soil. And so you could be, again, um, you know, reintroducing some of the not so great stuff. I'm on the fence as well. I'm kind of like it's just a fancy term for stuff that people yeah. have been doing in their backyard gardens forever. Like to Ben's huh. point, I don't have a tiller either. So I'm uh-huh. not like, you know, that's a tiller sound. Right. I'm not doing that in my but garden what about beds like either. Shovel. Like can you like when you say for example, I have pumpkins or squash going in my raised garden bed. So when mm-hmm. that is ready and there's no more, you know, pumpkins or squash growing on that don't you like just pull up the entire root and then just dig around to loosen up the soil? So, okay. <laughs> for Batavia, it's different than me. And for you, it's more different than me. So like Batavia can cut it, leave the roots and they will compost back. Right. Mm. Because she has a full winter. They get wet. They freeze. They do all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. I have a less of a winter and you basically have, no have almost no winter. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, you might get cold a couple times, but not really. Cold so, grass is like, uh, like 50 degrees. Yeah. So, you, you know, you're growing lettuce all, all winter. <laughs> this thing is starting to take so, a turn here, people. <laughs> it is. It's, it's going down a dark path. But think about it this way. When you say, and this is important, when you say no-till garden, okay, think about it like this. When you go to, you know, like, hey, man, I'm going to go get a Coke, mm-hmm. right? Well, you're not necessarily talking about Coca-Cola. You might be getting a Pepsi or something, but a lot of people will use the term Coke to describe a soda. It's the same thing. It's no-till garden doesn't mean don't use a tiller, Mm -hmm. but I can go in there and dig everything up with my bare hands. Mm -hmm. It just means don't... They don't want you to disturb the soil. They literally, literally people... And, you know, I don't... From what I've seen is they don't want you to disturb the soil unless you're putting in a seed or a plant. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Charles Dowling so, is um, really... Huge. Now, you know how you did your your containers and you put... What did you put in the bottom of your containers? Wood chips. Wood chips. Okay. So those wood chips will break down, correct? Over time. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. Yeah, over time they'll break down. Mm-hmm. So what you want, it, what you got to think about is if that was our garden and you put like a lot of people put like leaves and stuff at the bottom of their garden and they'll turn it. Mm. Well, that's going to bring all of that composted matter to the top. Mm. Okay. So it's the same. So like, what's the point in putting it down there if you're not going to make it available to your plants when you need it? Yeah. So, so I was going to say Charles Dowding is huge on no-till gardening and technically in the soda reference is a really good one. I don't have a tiller, but I literally work up my soil every season. The only time I have not done it was um, last year coming into this year in the front yard beds because it's just kind of hard for me to navigate with a shovel or a hole or whatever. Um, but I totally like I want to see that soil get turned around. And that's just that's not a requirement. That's just kind of how my psyche works, where I want to see that fresh soil and I want to feel like mm. I have this clean palate. Um, so while I could leave the roots of the veggies in, I don't just as an FYI. But that okay. doesn't make it right or wrong. It's okay, just the so way you that don't I flow. have to pull the entire root system up for plants you can just leave it in there you do oh i do 
You should, okay. yes. Okay. Because you don't get cold enough, so that stuff will still continue to try and grow. Oh, I see. You know, that's- you see, so that's the thing with this gardening thing is it's not the same for everybody. Yeah. It's like each zone is different. So, you know, if you live somewhere like you do, like things are always going to – like you might – it might get so cool mm-hmm. where in zone 9A that you can't get a pepper, but your pepper plant will still grow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it definitely you gotta won't get die, it out of there. right? You know, so yeah. part of that breakdown that Ben was describing, if I left my plants in, is that it's going to basically die because it's going to get that cold freeze and it's going to freeze okay. and start to deteriorate. That's a word that I have trouble with, but you know the one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, that I mean, that makes sense. And I'm glad that you guys yeah. went over that because I was like, people, I go on YouTube a lot and mm-hmm. it just floats around and I'm like, what is no tip? Like, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So gardening is like, and I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I I see it as it's just as clicky as everything mm-hmm. else. So you have like your container clicks mm-hmm. and I'm telling you what, container gardeners are no joke. <laughs> they are hardcore about a container garden <laughs> and then, and that's fine. But then you have like no-till people, you have organic versus non-organic, you know, there's all these different camps. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'm in the middle of every single one of them, honestly. I don't favor anything over the other, but. I know Batavia is hardcore against some of some of it, and she pure hates other parts. I'm joking. Well, I'm joking. I generally, I generally do have some disdain for kind of what I deem unnecessary. And again, What's that's that? personal yes. preference, right? And you, I'm sure you hear it, Ashley. I'm sure other folks that are listening kind of hear it in the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, like she could see it on my face right now. Like if I think a thing is just being extra, you know, yeah, oop, I'm not about it. Well, if I could, if I could just say it now, cause I want to, I want you to, I want, okay. <clears throat> In terms of like cost saving and mulching, I know that you guys are hardcore, hay, wood chip, free mulch. Cause you have a mulch guy, which is totally <laughs> awesome. But I heard on one YouTube or one podcast, gardening podcast or YouTube that they mulch with compost. Mm-hmm. So I know I, I, I had extra bags of compost and I started to mulch my three sister garden bed with actual compost mulch. Um, so tell me, was that a good idea? Because I figured more nutrients, what could go wrong with more nutrients? What could go, it's adding more nitrogen for the corn. Corns are heavy feeders, squash is heavy feeders. Right. What is there a, did I spend more money than I should have or should I have just gone with wood chips? Uh, can you guys elaborate on that a little bit more? Super good question. Go ahead. Go ahead. So I don't, I've seen it once or twice, but I wouldn't describe adding compost as mulching uh, for the purpose of the way we talk about like wood chip mulch or straw or hay or something. I've heard it described as kind of top dressing. If you already okay. have something planted, I mean, there Top could be benefits dressing. for that. I had a garden bed either last year or the year before. I think it was garden bed number 293, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and I had, <laughs> I get that now. <laughs> it was a brand new bed. It was bag soil, which I generally have used in my years of gardening, bag soil or bag dirt, if you're Ben. Um, and 
the veggies just weren't thriving. Um, it was on my concrete patio, but I've had success there. And one of my good girlfriends suggested really just adding compost right on top. It was bad compost as well, right on top, working it in just a little bit, because at that point I already had everything planted. What are you going to do? You're not going to completely work up the soil and add the compost in. Um, Mm -hmm. my question though, is why were you adding anything to the bed that you were growing in or the container you were growing in like did it was it lacking something did it need it or were you like I have four dollars to spend and YouTube said spend it well so I want to say this too so like first of all I'm not hardcore about wood chips let's be clear I'm on the fence because this is the first year I've ever used any kind of mulch in 15 years I've not used any mulch until this year you were pro wood chips meaning as a trial earlier this year and earlier episodes as a trial yeah yeah, but I'm not like if you don't get wood chips you ain't got shit for a garden I'm not saying anything yeah Yeah, no you you ain't shit (laughs) if you don't get wood chips yeah but see I support what you do because you go get free yeah you know what I'm saying I've only used wood chips or any mulch at all for like maybe three or four years I've been gardening for like a dozen years. So if I come across as if I have been pro wood chips all of my garden life, it's a lie. Sometimes I exaggerate a little bit. (laughs) So, and think about this mulch is basically a top dressing. So if you put hay on top, pine straw, wood chips, shredded leaves, that's a top dressing. That's mulch. Now compost is like a dirt. It's like soil, Uh right? So I do not. It's nutrients as well. Right. But it's like you could literally take a plant and plant it in compost. Mm -hmm. Right. Now, I can't take my well, I say that, but there's people doing this. But you generally speaking, you can't take a squash plant and stick it in a bed of shredded leaves and it's going to grow. Typically, unless it's starting to break down and create compost. Mm -hmm. So you said you thought, oh, it's going to be really nice because I get more nitrogen, right? Yes. Well, that's not really a good thing. No. Because what will happen if you have too much nitrogen is you will have a lot of foliage, I said it correctly, and you will not get your fruit to set because it's got so much nitrogen in it that's like, okay, I'm going to make leaves, make leaves, leaves, leaves. Mm. And it doesn't have the other, it's not a balanced nutrient. So, so that's why when you go get your... um. Your garden fertilizer, generally, it's a 10-10-10 ratio or 5-5-5. It's a balanced ratio. Hmm. Does that help? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. She's underwater right now. We got yeah, yeah. to throw her so life ring. So I'm inclined ring. to say that you didn't need it, but it's okay that you added it. And yeah. once we garden next year in your year two, Ashley, I'm already claiming uh-huh. it for you. We won't bother about adding it on top, of, you know, for next year. So, what's compost for then? Like, do you, what do people buy it for? To add in, to amend the soil, to add nutrients, because you're working, like, especially in where you are, if you grow year round and in containers, you're going to be sapping every nutrient out of that soil every mm-hmm. year. So, it's to amend it and stick it back in. So, you don't think it's necessary to top dress a garden bed with compost? as a mulch it's not i don't consider it a mulch at no. all and i no. think that I if you call it mulch then why who who said yeah, that send us that link for that video we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna troll that guy um but no so, so i mean and seriously did you listen to the episode we just did about the uh, social media gardening yes i did yeah so that's youtube is a social media mm-hmm. okay yeah. so i'm not saying that somebody 
outright lies. I'm saying like, and it's that lingo thing. You know what I mean? Like they might be calling a top dressing a mulch or something like that. And it's portraying the wrong message to people. I could potentially see a benefit for containers because we've talked about being on this ep- on this um, podcast. Not this episode yet. What's that? <laughs> Not this episode yeah, yeah. yet. So introduction to us talking about it in this episode. So we've talked about my containers. So I'm growing in a bunch of containers as well. This year, okay. Ashley, in addition to the 895 garden beds um (laughs) and i i know that in some of those containers i am basically watering out the nutrients that are that's already in there right you know so i could see potentially without seeing the video it's hard to tell where he was headed but i could see potentially a recommendation of adding compost on top in an attempt to kind of feed that container during the season so i could see that right and that's going to have i don't have a problem with using it on top Mm -hmm. i just what i'm saying is don't call it a mulch okay because it's not going to act like a mulch okay yeah in my climate it's been lately we had a heat wave last week and it was between 102 and 107 um, high afternoon so i mean i threw some shade tarp over it but i mean yes (laughs) <laughs> so you're saying that I should maybe switch to a straw or wood chip traditional like mulch, correct? So in the temperatures you're having, mm-hmm. yes, because it's going to cool that the dirt, the soil down. Because another, and this is why I don't container garden, is because it gets so hot here that it literally cooks the roots. Because there's it's a little container, so it gets warmed up a lot faster. Yeah. Okay, so like a lot of like in a perfect world, I would have if I did it, I would have buckets that were white mm-hmm. because it doesn't absorb the sun. Mm-hmm. But I think so. to to your point, I need to take a look at your IG, Ashley, to see like container size is all the difference, right? You know, yeah. so yes. I have some containers that um, I'm growing veggies in, some flowers too, but the containers I'm growing veggies in that are much smaller and it's the biggest mm-hmm. pain in the ass, you know, where I have some that are much bigger where I don't have that big of a problem. Now I don't have like your temperatures seem to be about 20 degrees warmer or hotter than mine. So that's mm-hmm. one of the things if we go back to social media gardening that we all have to be careful around, you know? Mm-hmm. So the advice that I give, I want to try to put an asterisk by it because my temperatures are so different than yours. But I do agree yeah. with Ben when it comes to shade cloth is, is important. I do think that a mulch would be a true mulch, the way that we describe it would be important because that soil sitting in those containers, yeah, it's going to bake um, and dry out really quickly too. I'm sure you're experiencing. Well, yeah, I planted some carrots. It's another thing I direct sowed was carrots in like April. Cause mm. I was like, oh, carrots are so easy. Like you could do it. Um, but everybody was just like, let the top inch or two dry out when you water. And I was like, okay, I guess it will work with the carrots too, right? I mean, I'm not going to keep those wet all the time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> carrots are really hard to germinate, but they're easy to grow. Well, I didn't know I had to keep it moist. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. And like, that's the thing. Like, I, the whole thing that I'm glad that I'm here to talk about is that a lot of, I think the biggest gardening myth or the biggest gardening cliche is that, you know, stick it in the ground and it'll grow. Just water it, you know? And that's not the case with me. It was never the case with me. As soon as I stuck it in a, the ground or the pot, it immediately got attacked by pests. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I was having problems with watering because I didn't know what moist soil felt like Mm -hmm. versus wet soil like i don't know what the difference between don't have it wet but have it moist 
like what does that even mean <laughs> it means if you pick up a handful of it and you squeeze it if it drips out it's wet yeah but are you do you dig your hand into the dirt like and squeeze it every time you water no you just get a feel for it i mean that's the thing that's the thing about gardening is it, it, it takes experience to see that stuff you know what i mean yeah so basically if you took your water hose and you just went out there and like turned it on and let it just like water drip out yeah not drip out, but like go out in like one spot. Yeah. That shit's going to be wet, son. Yeah. You know what I mean? But if you take it and you sprinkle it on there and you spread out the water, then it's going to be a lot harder for it to get wet. Yeah. But yeah. I think that... Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, it makes okay. sense now, but I mean, <laughs> yeah. For, yeah. A, for a new gardener, like, like I said, for me, you know, they were saying one to two inches a week. Okay, like what does that even look like in a pot? Like what is that? I know I know that you can use tuna cans, but you know where do I put the tuna can in relation to the root of the? I mean, maybe I'm making it too complicated, but I mean, it was just so confusing. These terms were so confusing to me because I had never watered anything in my life. I don't didn't know what the difference between wet soil, moist soil. You know, wait two days, wait a day. Now I'm doing two times a day, so it's. It's a little, it was a little overwhelming. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to lie. It definitely was. Yeah. I think so. that that's, and that's a part of the struggle because there's a lot of good information out there. Um, but there's also a lot of information, whether it's if you're doing Google searches, watching videos, if you're on IG, and once you start to fill your head with a bunch of, you know, what we'll call garden facts, you're trying mm -hmm. to apply them to everything that's in your containers. And in some instances, mm -hmm. it doesn't necessarily apply or isn't necessary. Um, but I think what Ben, he tapped on, you'll get a feel for it. And that's in part the reason why I'm okay, especially with new gardeners, like I'm not rooting for you to fail, but it's going to happen. Like there are going to be missteps and mishaps and you kind of just need a number of at bats to get to okay. it. Like, I don't yeah. know that I knew how much to water when I had my very first garden year one, two, shoot, who knows how many years it took me to really get it. You know? I don't even now, that still know how to water. That you have to kind of wait 10 years to be, you know, a gardener that has food to harvest. It's not that either. Right. Yeah. Um, I think though you are in a challenging climate because of how warm it is. That's me saying na 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 for being in nine a uh, me trying to suppress my jealousy. It has its drawbacks, though. I mean, it gets it burning hot. Like, I don't know if you saw my, my Instagram, but I finally had a red bell pepper, but it got sunburned. Oh, uh, yeah. Something yeah. In. It got crisp and yeah. warty and disgusting in the sun. Yeah. So I'm just like, the one thing I could have harvested got sunburned. You know, I thought that my purple beans that, that were the bush beans that I had planted I don't know if I planted them too close to each other, but when I walked by, it smelled really bad, like rotting. So I, and like the leaves were all mottled and half of the leaves were dead. The other halves were spotted and I'm like giving it water every day. And I, oh, sounds like a mold. Yeah. You're not going <laughs> to you make me cry, Ashley. That's what you're not going to do in this episode. Okay, here's that the thing red the bell video. pepper, like that just pulled at my heartstrings. No, okay. I'm the only one that's allowed to make Batavia cry on the show. <laughs> well, here's the thing, Batavia. I actually, I actually started crying to my mom like a week or two ago, and I hope yeah. nobody. Oh my gosh, I don't want to like. We, we don't care make about all my them. friends and family sad, yeah, yeah, <laughs> but yeah. like I, I was like very emotional because a lot of the stuff that I had planted in April still wasn't giving me fruit. Yeah. Um, I'm only getting like 
female flowers on my cucumber vine. My my bell peppers were sunburnt. I pulled out my purple beans because I thought that they were diseased. I'm getting pests, flea beetles, cabbage mm-hmm. loopers, white flies. And I'm just like, is this not for me? Like, I know that green thumbs, you're not born with the green thumb. I get that. You learn to get a green thumb. Mm-hmm. You acquire it over years. But Oh, no. Everybody's <laughs> born with a green thumb. It's the... It's the mindset that I don't have a green thumb that screws you. Yeah, yeah. So, you know what I mean? So yeah, it was I have really a different opinion. You know, I was I that. was very emotional with my mom. My mom's my yeah. best friend, and she was just like, "You can do it. I know you can. Just don't give up." And I'm like, "Nothing is working, though, mom. Nothing's working." She's gonna so, she's gonna freaking make me cry. Damn it! Oh, don't so cry. Let's, don't cry. I'm still I'm no, still doing no. it. You know, I'm trying. <laughs> no, no. I mean, I, so, I get it. Let me just I just have one. Um, yeah. Let's make it smaller. Let's. Let's make this smaller. So the bell pepper plant. Yes. So, that's This is where I was going, is to break down yeah, each individual problem. Yeah, so the bell pepper plant, you you know what? I'm going to pull it together. Um, so <laughs> you planted it. You, you planted the plant, the bell peppers. You had flowers. You know, the yes. peppers started to grow. They were green and got all the way up to the point where they turned red. At least one pepper turned red, right? And that's a pretty long time period when it comes to bell peppers and, you know, turning from green to, to red. So tell us right now, what do you feel like you would do differently? So next year, how are you going to manage that bell pepper plant differently? Well, for starters, I probably wouldn't cut the leaves off because I thought I had to cut the leaves off so the bell pepper could get sun. <laughs> so probably not that. So there's your, that's why it got sunburned. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. So like there was like a couple of weeks I was shading the peppers and I was like, no, 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 no. It has to have sun. You know, it has to get, they love sun. They love the warmth. They're going to love the sun on that. Right. That might, so as, that, up- might as, that might be the cutest thing. <laughs> the cutest garden mistake ever. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I probably wouldn't do that. But I mean, if the leaves are there I and it's still getting that contact with sun, I think I'd probably just do the shade cloth mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. shade it once it started to fruit. Right. So I want you to think about it like this. Um, what you what you you did with that is you took something that's designed in nature to grow uh-huh. and produce, and then you said, "No, I'm growing it. I have to change the way it grows." Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And this is very natural for people with the garden, especially your first couple of years. Is you want to get out there and you want to mess with it all the time. Uh-huh. You know, I got to pull a leaf off. Oh, the fruit's not going to get sun. Oh my god! But the you know you have to remember that plant is designed to grow fruit. Uh-huh. You didn't design it. All you're doing is you're allowing it to grow in your presence. Uh-huh. That's what you're doing. So the leaves are there to shade it so it doesn't get sunburned. And that's why you have, you know, you might go out there and it might not be this year. It might be next year and you'll go and you'll look and you'll be like, damn, I didn't even look in there. And I got like four peppers all up in the leaves mm-hmm. and that's how it works. So you yeah. have to think about it like you're not trying to change it you're allowing it to grow. Mm -hmm. And all we do as gardeners is manage problems as they arise. Okay, And it's an innocent mistake. To be fair, it's an innocent mistake. The logic, like, I've actually done things that not weren't that, but are very close to that saying, my logical mind walked me down this path. And then when you look at it in hindsight, you're like, oh, maybe not so much. But you'll never do that again with a bell pepper plant. No. Well, does that go with all plants, including like, just every plant that fruits it needs to be shaded by its leaves 
Generally speaking, yeah. Okay. So I do some so, pruning, which we could talk about on another day, but it's not for the purpose of like letting more sun in. It's more uh-huh. uh, for the purpose of trying to get some of those bottom leaves off the plant, especially okay. for my tomatoes, just to try to avoid things like disease setting in and all that good stuff. So I don't want to complicate it, but yeah, I think generally, yes. Okay. Good to know. <laughs> yeah. And tomatoes are the same way. They have to be in the leaves. They will... You get burned, so I don't grow tomatoes. You don't grow tomatoes? No. I don't like tomatoes. Yes. <laughs> yes. So I think so I'm gonna make Octavia cry for a different rule, reason now. <laughs> new rule. We'll need like a questionnaire before we bring folks on here. Because there's some <laughs> things that like really <laughs> I know what I was doing when I reached out yeah, to her. So. I'm not a tomato fan. I'm so sorry, Batavia. Well, I, you know, sorry. I think it's great because it's such a staple <laughs> in people' gardens that it's just refreshing. Yeah, it is just refreshing no, to see. No, so. this is that two against one thing. Now that, that's all that is. Oh, that's that's no. him being petty. That's I've been all. in that seat. I've been in that seat already on this show. I mean, you guys said one of the garden mistakes or one thing that you can do to save money. I, I don't know if it was mistake or gardening tips or whatever, but. It was don't grow what you don't like. I yeah. don't like tomatoes. My husband doesn't like tomatoes. I pick tomatoes off whenever I get them on my burger or my sandwich. So why am I going to grow them? You know. Now let me ask you this: Have you ever had a homegrown tomato? Nope. So <laughs> they are different. I know that's what everybody says. Now that being said, I'm with you. I don't like tomatoes either. Mm-hmm. But I grow them to can them to make sauces and all this other okay, stuff. That's so smart. That that is. So there's a different. So I I I shit you not. I've picked fifty pounds of tomatoes this year, and I have not eaten one raw tomato. Mm. And I will not eat. I mean, my wife put one on my salad. The other, I tell you that back. My wife put one on the salad, and she's like, "They're really good." I ate. It. I was like, "No, nah, that ain't good." <laughs> but I canned forty pounds of them the other day. So yeah. or you know twenty pounds. So it kind of it it works itself out. But you know. Yeah, it's just refreshing. Yeah, I think, though, but, I was going to tell her to get out of my head because while I do, I struggle with understanding people that don't enjoy the greatness of tomatoes. We'll cover that in a different podcast. I struggle with you all. However, I immediately thought of that same comment that we made. Like, don't grow it if you don't like it. You know, yeah. save yourself yeah. some trouble. You know, if you have great luck with growing a tomato and you don't like them, you can have a whole bunch of things you don't like. If you yeah. don't yeah. like it and you have trouble with it, now you're basically trying to nurse something that she didn't really care about in the first place. So also think about your garden gains and wins, the things you've already learned. So that's already yeah. a lesson that you'll have and you'll take forward. That's a win for you. Yeah. So let's, so we're 53 minutes in. Oh man, this and is I wanna, fast. Yeah, well, we're not we're not done oh <laughs> unless everybody's busy. Because I want no. I want you to ask us a specific question about specific issues okay. that you've had this year. Yeah, so, I want to know, like, you know, start with one crop in your mind and then just ask that question. Yeah. So I'm just gonna kind of rattle off with the problems that I have in my each just, each thing. Just, or just yeah. So pick one crop. Okay. And then ask one question about each crop. Okay. So my cucumbers. I'm only getting female flowers. No male flowers. Okay. Are you, first of all, are you sure? I'm a hundred percent. I check every day. I get the really? one, the flowers at the top with the baby cucumber at the bottom. Nothing else. Interesting. I'm going to need proof. So I've had, I'm, I'm, huh? I'm going to need proof. Like I've heard like smaller amounts, but I've never, what kind of cucumber plant did you plant? Let's start with facts. Yeah. 
Did you like get it from a big <laughs> box store? It's okay. It's okay. Well, oh, I got it. Well, I did get it from Home Depot. Okay. Uh, okay. But I mean, I've had it. Like I said, I've had it since April. Mm-hmm. Haven't gotten a single cucumber. Mm-hmm. I have. Okay. I have bees in my garden, so I don't think it's a pollination issue per se. But every time I check there, there's another female. It's female after female after female, and I cannot find. I'm telling you, I inspect that thing, and I cannot find a single male flower. So one quick so question. So I've had. Okay, go ahead. Just fact finding here. Do you see um, flowers like in your containers, like where they may have dropped? No. Like the yellow flowers, you don't see them in the containers or around the... The only thing that I see that drops are the female flowers that get yellow and shrivel and drop Mm -hmm. off. So how big are the... How many tomatoes and how how many cucumbers seeds did you put or like individual plants you have in how big of a container? Um... I have one and it's in, I don't know, it's pretty sizable, like, you know, like that big, pretty, it's pretty big. Okay, so it's you not, put one not, cucumber seed in? Uh, one transplant, yeah. Okay. So I thought I had this issue once many years ago mm-hmm. and I went out there with a Q-tip and I rubbed in every single flower Okay. and I took one end of the Q-tip and just rubbed it in every single flower and a week later, I had a cucumber. Oh, okay. So I had to give it a little helping hand of pollination. Okay. Now, where you live, is it a city? The suburban. Well, suburban. So are there a lot of people flowers around you? There- and I'm not talking about like, oh, yeah, they got like a flower. I'm talking about like, is there like a fair amount? Not really. No. Yeah. So you might actually have a pollination problem. Okay. Or you have a bad seed. Yeah. You just have like a defective seed. Maybe. So what I would do is I would go to that same pot. How big of a pot is it? Oh, it's maybe like 15 gallons. Oh, it's 15 gallons. You got one plant in there? Girl, I put like 10 in there. Go get <laughs> no. you some Wait, cucumber it, seeds. Maybe it's not 15. Because seven, I'm trying to think of like the buckets from Lowe's. Mm-hmm. Those are That's like five, five gallons. gallons. Yeah. Mine's like maybe 10 to 15 gallons that I have okay. in there. I would go put like six more seeds in there. Wasn't well, it too late to plant? No. <laughs> this is when where you show there? off with being in 9A. <laughs> December yeah. 12th is my frost date. Yeah, Hell no, go plant it today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go out there and drop you a couple seeds in there today and it'll come up and then you can reverse that problem. Wait, okay. do you already so. have cucumber uh, seeds? No, but I'm sure I could go find some. Yeah. So like two or three bucks. I don't know what California you're in. Are you in California? It's okay if I ask. Correct. Yes. So I don't know. You need to go to um, San Diego Seed Company and buy some of their heirloom varieties of seeds, organic, known just for you. Okay. Made to make urban farmers grow better vegetables. Just a plug for San Diego Seed Company. I love it. Love those guys. Yeah, they're great. But, um, you know, they have them in their stores there if you want like a good quality seed. Yeah. And um, try those. So and um, you know, like I said, that's a big container for one tomato plant. So I think what you were leading to though is you you're thinking she probably does have male and and female, and she could either have male or female, Mm -hmm. and it could be a pollination issue, or she just has like a bad seed plant. Yeah, you know, Uh there's just like some kind of genetic defect in it, Mm -hmm. which is nothing against the manufacturer or anything. That's just nature. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. You know, that's like, I, and I've used this term before, but like in the, in the fish world, in my previous job, you know, have you ever seen a flounder? Mm-hmm. You know how they're white on the bottom? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Well, we've I've seen them when there's like the colors on both sides and they're like all deformed and stuff. And it's just like a genetic issue. It happens in nature. Mm-hmm. So it could be that you just got like bad genetics or something. Or it could be like too much of um, maybe too much nitrogen or something in it, you know, but See, you have one plant yeah. trying to use all of that stuff up. If you had more plants in there, it would be distributed more evenly to them. So just one quick is- node. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. That's okay. No, no. We talk over each other all the time. So I was thinking this and this is a we don't know it all. And if we are intrigued, no. which I'm intrigued by cucumbers I'm a big fan intrigued by Uh this my thought california my jealousy then i got over that wondering if it's (laughs) too hot right so quick google Uh, you know and i won't necessarily quote the the source but i'm wondering if it could be an issue with the temps because if you're getting 90 plus degree temps how are your cucumbers doing ben because you guys have um you're a little bit cooler than her but you're pretty hot too no we've been in the hundreds (laughs) too it's um Plants will start to struggle. Some plants will struggle uh, and they will stress. Uh, but um, uh, I don't know. I, I really don't think that I'm looking it up at myself right now. And it's not really saying anything. But if you think about um, when she started her plant in April and then when that plant started to grow and how hot it got, I'm on team, give it another try, drop some seeds uh-huh. in because now while it will still be warm for you, pretty hot, you're still getting in the cool into the cool, cooler parts of your growing season, right? You're going yeah, to September, sure. October. So yeah. it'll yeah. be like seventies, September, October. Yeah. You know, I love a good garden experiment. So let's do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm so I just that. Googled it. I'm basically reading about sex. Oh. It's like ridiculous. Like, oh, well, it's got ovules. And I'm like, yeah, I get all that stuff. I'm not five. I, you know, I understand. The birds and the bees. <laughs> yeah. All right. So we're going to pan the like, cucumbers and you're going to give us an update yeah. on that because I, I am will. uber curious now. Yeah. I'm excited right. about that. You got another one for us? Oh. Hold on. Hold on. Oh. What variety of cucumber was it? I do not know, sir. Okay, so older varieties can have um, more male than female flowers. Mm -hmm. She has more female than male. It could be the other Mm -hmm. way around. Mm So, okay. but all you need is one male, and it can impregnate a whole bunch of females. I'm waiting. Now Come we're on, getting so. off topic. These ladies here, are waiting. These ladies are ready. <laughs> they want it. Okay, so what's the next question? Okay, so I guess I mean it might be too late because I did pull the purple beet bush beans up, but I had an again like a 15 gallon pot that I just went straight in. I think I planted maybe like 12 seeds, mm-hmm. um, because I thought again YouTube said that I could plant 12 bush beans in a single 15-gallon pot. And they were great. They germinated instantly. I was watering them. I mulched them. And then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, one side started to die. Mm -hmm. And then the other side started to die. And then they smelled really bad. And I did get one little purple bean pod, but it was just tiny. And... it had like spots on the leaves and it was brown on the outer side. And I mean, I don't know if you see something like that, you might know what it is, but me being a new gardener, I had a heart attack and immediately threw it away. So the smell was probably the plants rotting. Okay. You know, turning back into compost. Okay. That's probably what the smell was. Sounds like you had some kind of um, pest. 
Do you concur with that, Batavia? I'm going to go with the rotting. I'm not so sure about the pest. What I do want... No, not pests. A fungal yeah, disease. Yeah. I would say... Yeah, so let sorry. me ask you, though. What were the weather conditions around that time? Were you guys getting a lot of rain? I was... Another innocent gardening mistake that I made. I was doing a lot of overhead watering. Mm-hmm. So and now Ben, sure. is, ben is an overhead waterer, and he oh, has he oh. yeah he's he's fifteen years straight. Had baby. No issues when it comes I to that. Switched. But the no. the smell though, do you feel like it was coming from the soil, or were the leaves kind of like icky and like uh, moldy? The leaves were moldy. I feel like they weren't. The leaves okay. were crunchy. Like uh-huh. they were just so. Like I was so sad. Another sad moment that I yeah. had was just they were so lush, and then all of a sudden they just started dying on me. And I had done nothing different. I was watering the same amount of water, um, and they just they got brown. Literally one side out of the entire circle, mm-hmm. one quarter of it was dying. It just completely dried up and crisped up mm-hmm. in the sun, and then it moved to the other side, and then the leaves were just brown and mottled and holy with like brown spots so yeah i'm thinking fungus as well like being noted and that's kind of like what do you do there so what yeah. time of uh, the garden season was it was it like this happened in the last month i'm trying to figure out like uh, what time of year that must have happened in maybe may may or june mm-hmm. so yeah. and what was the soil like on top what was the what the soil with the dirt what was it like on top i mulched it with wood chips no 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 oh. i mean like if you stuck your hand on it and touched it it was wet. how did it feel moist moist it was moist so what and then when you pulled it up what did the roots look like they were white they were white Root okay, so you probably had some kind of fungal disease Do you, and you don't have a lot of humidity right i mean define a lot of humidity what is that just like you go outside 70 percent you feel it <laughs> Yeah. Then no, we don't. Ah, uh, no, yeah. I don't think so. It's pretty dry out there. Yeah, it's so. pretty dry. Um, yeah, it sounds like you had some kind of fungal disease. Um, so there's a couple things you, now. I'm gonna kind of dovetail into one of your next questions. I'm sure, but do you treat with any for anything? I do now. <laughs> okay, so that probably would have helped at the time. Yeah. But um, yeah. So and what's in that pot now? Nothing. I just, I'm too afraid to put anything else in there because I don't want it to get some type of disease. If the, if, if indeed, I, that's why I wanted to ask you guys that because I didn't know if the soil was trash or maybe it wasn't. I, I'm not sure. I'd put some more seeds in there and see. Okay. What would you do, Batavia? I, I'm all about the garden experiment. So I wouldn't toss the soil yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I would start over with bean seeds again too because you really didn't have a full. Same thing. Yeah. yeah you okay. really didn't have a full harvest. Um, I'm inclined to think there may have been some overwatering, but it's kind of hard to tell, right? You know. I think there's some overwatering too, but with the no. white roots, I don't think so because then you would have had root rot. Mm-hmm. So that's what's leading me away. Now, what kind of beans were they? They were purple, right? My yes. favorite. Were they like organic, heirloom and all that? Um, I believe they were organic. I don't know if they were heirloom, okay. but um, I believe- So you can get like disease resistant stuff Okay. that's not organic, but it's like a hybrid. Uh-huh. That's what I would get. Okay. Okay. Because what you're doing is you're essentially eliminating that factor, right? Mm-hmm. So we're not eliminating, but you're drastically cutting it down. So I suggest like first time gardeners, they always do that to kind of just ease their mind and learn how to actually grow Improve it. Improve their odds. Before yeah. you, yeah, you increases your odds because your first year, 
you know, it, it's it. You know, we want you to harvest something. I'm going to go you know with what though, I mean and not be like I agree, though, but huh? I'm going to say use the package you already have. Right. Because yeah. we don't yeah. know if that's really a problem just yet. And I think if you run into the same issues, the dried leaves also got a bit. Yeah, they were they they were just brown those- and brittle. They just poof in the wind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mine did the same thing. Yeah. And they were just done growing. Oh, but so, you got some stuff off of it, though, I'm sure, right? Yeah, yeah, I got a couple cans of them off, but, you know, it's, well, yeah, but you have to understand it's, you know, over years of doing it, so, you know, and there was a couple that I had to reseed, mm-hmm. you know, I pulled them and reseeded them, Yeah. so I would definitely 100% go out and replant more so beans. So you don't think I should ro- rotate the crop is one thing I always hear about, crop rotation, it, or? It didn't grow long enough. Oh, okay. <laughs> I like your reaction there too. It didn't grow long enough, so okay. yeah, I wouldn't worry about it. Yeah. Well, I'm also having the same problem with my pinto beans now. Um, <sighs> so I don't know if uh, Ben you saw the video, but at the end of the video, my pinto beans were also having a similar issue to where the bottom leaves are turning yellow, getting spotted, and in the spots, I can like poke my nail in, and it just completely goes through. Um, yep. like the, the, the veins are still green, but the leaves are still yellow and then they're getting brown and then they're dying. Just on the very bottom though, right? Uh, bottom. And then it's kind of spreading a little bit further up, but it's starting at the bottom and going yes, up it's starting. after a fresh my memory. Now is the plant overly bushy? It's pretty bushy. Okay. Do you know what that is, Batavia? It sounds like there is some splash up, um, some dirt splashing up on those leaves and creating some disease. But it sounds like you have mulch in that pot. Uh, I don't chips. have mulch in that one. Uh, I don't okay. have it in that one, no. So a lot of times what will happen is when you the bottom leaves don't get enough sun and they'll die back. Oh, is that what that because is? Because the top is so bushy. Well, not 100%. Oh, okay. And another thing can be over fertilization. Okay. So, because it's producing more and more foliage, mm-hmm. then the bottom leaves are, you know, it's starting to show signs of that. Let's go back oh. to a basic question, though, and shame on us for not asking. So, you have your containers. Is this just bag soil that you got, like, from Home Depot or something? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, what, do you remember? The- nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong let, with let that. Me, let me finish. <laughs> so, yeah. do you remember the brand that you got? Um, I got the miracle go the miracle grow the organic black bag. Okay. So it already has fertilizer yeah. in it. Yeah. It has enough fertilizer to get that plant through the whole year. Yeah. Really? I was wondering if it was potential because there's some bad soil out there too. Bag bag bad bag soil. Um. So I don't have any yeah. qualms when when it comes to that brand and that soil. I know there's some others that do. Um. But I was yeah. I'm starting to wonder like you know this is the same soil you're putting in. Well, is it potting mix? Yeah. Okay. There's like a, it says that there's potting mix. Potting mix or potting For soil. vegetable or flour? Does it, does it specify? Yeah, okay. it's vegetable. But okay. And then you put fertilizer on top of that, yeah, right? Yeah, but I thought that's what you were supposed to do. Yeah, well, <laughs> you can, but really, especially the first year, mm-hmm. it has enough fertilizer in it okay. to keep it going. So, because yeah. one of the biggest signs of over fertilization is wilting or yellowing lower leaves. <sighs> so, so and just I, to be one of the fair, signs. it's kind of hard because we're on the other side of the issue and not kind of seeing it for with sure. you. 
Um, but yeah. these are some potential like, oh, it may have been this and this may be a solution. My biggest recommendation is to keep on trying, which it sounds like you're going to do. Um, because then you can yeah. start weeding some things out because you've already learned some things over the season so far. Mm-hmm. You've, uh, we hope you've learned some things today. Um, oh, yeah. And you can eliminate some of the things that, you know, okay, it's not that, you know, yeah. it's this. The time of year is a little bit different, you know, but there's also the, are you really planting an optimal time of year as well when it comes to some of these things, especially with it being yeah. so hot. Yeah, definitely. I learned a lesson with that. Um, and I know that like, you know, in terms of me continuing my gardening, I kind of have to, you know, mm-hmm. I spent so much money on it yeah. so far, you know, my, my husband got me these raised garden beds for my birthday, but we did not realize how expensive mm-hmm. it was to fill it with garden yeah. soil. No, yeah. <laughs> go to a bulk person and buy it in bulk. Okay. And it will cost you a quart. I put 60, no. 128 square feet of um, garden. Mm-hmm. So 128 square feet. It cost me $40 to fill it with with dirt. Ooh. But how many? Because raised, I bought it in bulk. How many raised beds did he get? Like how many of the raised beds did he buy you? Oh, my. Oh, I, yeah. um, he bought me two. Two okay. four by four. One of them is 18 inches deep. The other one is nine inches deep. Yeah. Yeah, so you and what you can do is you can go to the like, do, I mean, do you have a truck? I already bought the soil. Okay, it's all, oh, okay. It's all good. It, That's well, the hold thing, on. though. Did you open it? Yeah, and I got all my stuff. Is, I have a three sister garden in one of them. Okay, okay. I don't know what that means. Oh, the corn the- and the beans and the squash mixed together. Okay, all to the, the okay. symbiotic growing system. But, um, yep, yep. But I mean, I digress in terms of, um, you know, the return on investment portion of that so wait, so far just a quick note well so sure. for next year though you can take all that stuff and put your raised beds together mm-hmm. and you can go to somebody that sells mulch and stuff like that yeah. and take them a trash can okay and they have measurements figured out to fill up a trash can with dirt but she's okay. not going to need that much more right. soil to top off of her beds for next year though um no. but if you have a different growing space in the future I, I mean i've done that same thing i've i've gotten the you know three trips to home depot with you know a truck full of soil right yeah. um, la- last year is the first year i ordered soil like ben was talking about and it definitely mm-hmm. was a cost savings i over ordered, but again that's how i rolled real quick i wanted yeah. to bring this up earlier i saw um a woman post in one of the online forums about spending three hundred dollars on a garden for three dollars worth of vegetables so you aren't the only one right she may have exaggerated that a little bit but there is that it's very easy to um buy 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 because you think you're doing the right thing and one of the things that we try to talk about on the podcast is there's some things that you got to kind of take back to the basics so when i'm listening and we're talking i'm trying to you know curtail how much more you spend right Uh so Uh we want the spin most of the spin for this season to take us through us as in you through the next couple of seasons to kind of round that off yeah 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 cool yeah and it's and you have to think about it this way too to start a garden is going to cost mm-hmm. money mm-hmm. but then next year you'll it'll be less mm-hmm. unless you add to it yeah, so the startup yeah. fees are always going to be a bit more expensive yeah 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 so what's the next next issue well um i guess my zucchinis um i hear around the campfire that those are like the easiest to grow um but they're not i haven't gotten a single zucchini no. I've gotten maybe like two squash blossoms. And again, I bought those in April. 
um, at the transplant um, in April. And when I first put it out, it started to get burnt real bad. You know, the leaves were still green. Like it was still like a vibrant green, but it was just, I would touch it and it would just crisp up. Everything Mm -hmm. was just burning on it. So then I moved it to the shade for like a month and then nothing happened. So then I moved it back out to the sun and now it has like spots all over it. What kind of, what color spots? Uh, So the leaves are like a lime green, like a very light, light, light colored lime green. And I have brown spots all over it. Interesting. And how big is the plant? Uh, Maybe like six inches. Really? And I've had it since Uh, April. Yeah. So I can speak to part of this because I've had this issue, but I really wanted to just throw away the whole squash family. I'm just, you know, I'm almost at that point. But I have in my containers, um, I did my zucchini only in pots this year, only in containers. Uh, Mm -hmm. And I found that as I was, and it was, I think I did a combo of potting mix or soil, like a third of that, a third of compost and a third of peat moss just to, you know, try to get um, some of the absorption for the water, right? Or water Uh retention. And I know, and my pots may have been smaller than yours. I think I'm doing like a 15 gallon and Uh the yellowing of the leaves I can speak to. Some of the other things I'm not so sure. I'm concerned about the size, of course. But I found that if I gave it a shot of um, fertilizer, Uh then I saw those leaves perk up um, and kind of get to that more darker deeper green color and then we Uh got back to producing flowers and um actually fruit but again Uh i'm like questioning zucchini for even next year so i'm probably (laughs) the worst person to yeah to ask that so are you are you doing any kind of fertilizing you said it sounds like you said you're starting yes but maybe you guys can speak to that a little bit more i mean at first i got like a high nitrogen fertilizer just Mm -hmm. because i saw again that youtuber Mm -hmm. with a container garden he said high nitrogen but then i also heard from the grapevine that once plants start to bloom switch from a high nitrogen to a low nitrogen to help the blossoms per se or the fruit Mm -hmm. the fruiting blossoms so I don't know, maybe you guys can speak to that a little bit more because I definitely have questions about fertilizing and I'm sure a lot of new gardeners have that question as well. Yeah, and I am really trying to be diligent with fertilizing. So I think Ben's going to cover it. He's more um, adamant about his I'm going to go ahead and tell you how to fertilize. (laughs) Go to Home Depot, Lowe's, whatever, wherever you buy Garden Center and buy a 10-10-10 fertilizer. Okay. Don't switch to high nitrogen, low nitrogen, high phosphorus, you know, high potassium. Don't do any of that. Okay. Just go buy 10, 10, 10 and use it as it is directed. Okay. okay. So this is very common because people are overcomplicating it and we don't want to do that. Right. We don't want to overcomplicate because what it is. And I get it because it's like, okay, I want my plant to be as productive as possible. But when you give it, okay, I'm gonna give it high nitrogen at first, because what's that what that what is that gonna do? The nitrogen causes it to create leaves, right? Uh-huh. And then the leaves produce food for the plant. And then you're gonna switch it to a high potassium NPK, yeah. No phosphorus. You're gonna do the high phosphorus to produce more fruit. Uh-huh. But then you're doing lower everything else. So then the roots, which use the potassium, is gonna be lower. So then everything starts with the foundation. Uh-huh. You can't build a house with a crappy foundation. If you put toothpicks on your on your duplex, it would collapse, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. 
So you have to have a strong foundation. So 10, 10, 10 fertilizer, man. Okay. Just balance all day long. And, and you can go like Epsoma has like a garden tone, you know, made for vegetables. You can use that okay. stuff like that. They have one for like tomatoes and stuff. But man, if you use 10, 10, 10 or whatever, it, it can be whatever number, five, 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 as long as it's balanced okay. and you follow the directions, you're fertilizing correctly. And then once you get a hang of that, which is going to be a while, because remember, you can take a break from gardening every year. Every year you get more and more, then you can start. So like, I still, I don't 10, 10, 10. Okay. That's what I use Okay. How all often? the time. And I, every two weeks I put it on my garden. All right. So. And you may find with your containers and follow it with every two weeks, but you may find something like every 10 days is probably going to be a little bit better because you're watering your containers probably a bit more than you would if you had a, you know, a garden bed sitting on native soil. So yeah, it's better to have less fertilizer than too okay. much. I think that's my stance on it because how long have you been using fertilizer, Batavia? Ooh. Um, we're in month two. yeah just this year i started fertilizing consistently um and i'm telling you from my experience this year um it's hard for me to get to that two-week period for my containers before those leaves start turning yellow again but i noted that follow the instructions of every two weeks is probably what your your bottle is going to say um but i'm just giving her the idea of you know you may end up needing to do it a little bit more often but we'll see. Now, if you want, and I mean, we've obviously support them, Neptune's Harvest. You can get them and spray that on the leaves and give it that quick boost. Okay. You know, you foil foliage feed them in the mornings when all the pores of the leaves are open and ready to accept. Okay. And then that will give them a quick boost. Okay. All right. But, you know, I think, I really think a lot of your problems come around that fertilizer that you put in on top of the miracle Grow. Mm-hmm. I think that has a lot to do with it. Um, what do you think, Batavia? I don't know. I'm not convinced because I'm not sure if she was doing that. Were you doing it consistently in all of the containers? Um, I would add the slow release Dr. Earth fertilizer and mm-hmm. mix it into the soil. Mm-hmm. And then I would also do the water soluble fish emulsion fertilizer. Okay, yeah, I'm convinced. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think, I think that Ben hit it on. I think this is a, a result of over fertilizing, um, just generally yeah. speaking. Um, because initially I thought um, your container mix, so whatever you're putting in the container, um, at some point again, you're going to water that out. But we're talking now, it's at five months, six months, what's this, the yeah. eighth month, just barely four months. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm going to go with um, overloving. Um, and if you've listened to any episode, you know, I'm, I'm always overloving on my cabbage, collard greens and kale. So it happens. Yeah. I'm overloving yeah. in a different kind of way. but <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I definitely think that that's probably the case. I mean, I, again, I looked all, I look online and I'm like, why are my leaves yellow? Yeah, and yeah. I get 50 different answers. It could be overwatering, mm-hmm, underwatering, mm-hmm. pest disease. And I'm like... Uh, I hate that part of the internet because I've had that same, I've done that same thing. I've tried to help someone else and it's like, it could be any number of these three things. And that's when you just have to break it down and make it smaller. This is though the blessing of being in 9A, right? Because you get another round at a lot of this, a couple of rounds. Um, So you already have the 
containers. You already have the soil in there, right? It's we're hoping that the investment is going to be uh, pretty small when it comes to adding a couple of more things to your garden arsenal. Um, yeah. But and now, unfortunately, you're stuck with us. So now, <laughs> you know, we're going to have to be checking in and making sure that um, that cucumber plant and seeds are going to be rebounding here. Do you think I should pull up the cucumber and the zucchini plants and then just start fresh or should I just keep it in the ground? My vote is pot, keep I it in the, in the pot. Dan? Yeah, I would keep. I mean, if you're going to replant zucchini, then you can pull it up, I guess. If it's not. I mean, is it still like six inches tall shorter than that and it's yeah. been that way yeah i would i would probably just pull it up and start over yeah. that's me because i'm ruthless <laughs> but um you know because and i mean again the whole thing is like you have time mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know what i mean and being that the issue that has unfolded with it could be you know you could have damaged the plant or something yeah. we don't know um but i definitely 100 percent I would not add any fertilizer to the pot at first, you know, and just see what happens. And I would also like Batavia and I had talked about, I would try and water some of that stuff out of it too. I would just give it like a super deep soaking yeah, and then um, just let it go. Cause I mean, if it's in a pot, it's going to dry out. Yeah, You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because, and you might also be like, how often do you water? Every day. You water every day? Every day. Okay. Sometimes it's hard um, not to in pots, though. <laughs> it is sometimes it's hard not to. Does do, when you don't want? If have you have you skipped a day? Yes, actually. Okay, so it's all situational. Like my raised garden beds that are underneath shade. I have one that's underneath shade, and I have another one that's underneath row cover. Uh, so I don't water those every day, just mm-hmm. because they hold in the water better. But the other part of my garden where the containers are in, that is in full sun, ten hours a day, mm-hmm. full heat of the day sun so i mm-hmm. tend to give that i'll give it a knuckle check like i kind of just rub my knuckle in there to see if it sticks to my knuckle and see how dark it is and how wet it is or moist how, how, <laughs> how does the um how does the leaves look though when you skip the day do they wilt they will in the midday i'll go i, I get home That's from fine, work though. at like one o'clock in the mm-hmm. afternoon so i'll go out there when i get home from work and i'm like uh, why are they all filthy? But then I'll go back at night when I when I water. I water in the evening, and I'll go back and they perk right up. So I would I would I think that you might be overwatering a little bit. What? No way. I think I think that you might be overwatering. So I think there's a I think you have a couple of things. I think first of all they're getting sunburnt because the leaves can't get sunburnt. Yeah. And I think. Because they're not really wilting. So, like, I have squash plants that wilt in the middle of the day, too. And I think it's, you know, I, I water my garden every other day. Okay. And, and the heat of the summer. Every other day, it gets a deep watering. Because you want to water deep. You don't want to water shallow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you do you know why that is? Uh, if you could probably elaborate on it more, because I probably okay. don't have a better understanding. So, you water deep because... If you water every single day, then the roots know, okay, there's going to be water at the surface of this of this soil every day. Uh-huh. I don't need to look for it. But if you don't and you make them look for water, they'll actually grow deeper, building a stronger foundation. So they have to search for water. Okay, that And that sense. will make them stronger. And then they will use the nutrients farther down 
inside the pot and you won't get stuff like um like soil rot root rot and all that stuff because they'll be down there soaking it all up so like if you have a stretch coming up and it's going to be cooler you know, let's say, I mean, when, when, are, when did you drop down in like the high 80s compared to where you have High been? 80s will probably be in September, maybe, mid okay. to late September. And so then one thing you can do is you can add shade cloth to it, you okay. know. So if you think about it this way, if you put shade cloth directly over top only, it's missing that high heat of the day, mm-hmm. the hottest part of the day. Mm-hmm. So then it, you're you're protecting it for two three hours of the day from that just intense heat that you're getting okay so okay. does that make sense yeah yeah it makes sense but i mean i guess what the issue that i was having in terms of the watering is that i thought because it was getting sunburned i had to water it because it was getting so hot and it would like more water but you're saying take it back put a shade cloth over it and i don't have to water it as much is that what i'm is that what you're saying if you go out in the sun right now and splash water in your face, do you get sunburnt still? No. Is that a trick so, question? <laughs> it is. Yeah, it is. So if I went outside right now and I just stood outside all day just like this mm-hmm. with my arms out and just sat there and somebody sprayed water on me constantly, mm-hmm. I would still get sunburnt. Okay. But if I put suntan lotion on or put an umbrella over myself, I would not get as sunburnt. Okay. So the water is feeding the plant. It's not protecting it from getting sunburned. I see. I get it. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> a way that you what is can... a, what is a plant made out of? Yeah. So a way that what what's the question? Water. Water. Yeah. Oh. So a way what that you a plant can check made out of? for your water. So you did the knuckle test. What I normally do is put my finger, like my index yeah. finger, all the way down. And again, this is a little bit of feel. If I yeah. feel like before I get my finger all the way down, it's dry, then I haven't watered yeah. enough the last time that I watered. But if I can still feel the dampness once I get my finger all the way down. Now, generally, your plant roots are going to be lower than that. But yeah. my thought is, okay, I have watered. I don't need to water now. And to the point of, I was looking oh. outside to see if I had any wilted leaves right now. And that happens in the very hot part of the day. But if you said you came back out in the evening and they've bounced back, then it that happens. plant's fine for that day. Like I wouldn't bother watering that evening. For you, I'd probably come back and water the following evening. Okay, so you do like finger to what like the second knuckle no i go out as far as my finger will go down into the soil just my finger though so and, and it's just to and, prevent myself from like putting my whole hand in the soil i don't want to be that messy okay so then you stick your finger in and then how deep do you feel so is it like wet do you feel if that your tip of the finger if your is your tip of the yeah. finger so at is what point what am i starting for? to feel like it's drying out if i get my full finger in there and it's still wet i don't bother watering for that day really mm-hmm. Oh, maybe I am overwatering <laughs> because yeah. I'm just scraping my knuckle on the yeah. surface and I scrape back a few, like maybe half an inch. Yeah. And if it's <clears> wet, then I'm like, eh, I'll water it tomorrow. But you're saying you go yeah. all the way. Cause the top of your top, it, the very top of your soil can. Um, so before I mulched this year, again, only three or four years at it, but for the front yard garden, I know we don't really say those words on this podcast, but for the front yard garden, people would walk by and I just basically had plants 
and bare soil. And folks would commonly say, because you know, whether you want it or not, people give you their opinion. They would uh-huh. commonly say, oh, you need to, it's pretty dry there, you need to water. But I've already, you know, at the start of my garden walk, put my finger down there to check because your natural eye looks and says, oh, it's dry. But if I go right. down a couple of inches, because my finger is about maybe three inches, then there's still moisture there. So I know I'm fine, right? Okay. Okay. So maybe... I think we're I think we're onto something here. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're onto something. Yeah. All right. So I guess what else do you have? You had white flies. I do. I have. So I have a couple of I have gourds for the uh, like Halloween. I'm planning like ornamental gourds mm-hmm. and I have some pumpkins and they're all in grow bags and I'm having a horrible time with white flies. I cannot get rid of them. I will spray it and they just come back. Okay, so what are you spraying them with? Uh, I have this thing called Seven. It's like in a Seven. Yeah, yep. It's in like a red bottle, and um, does it say on there that it goes for white flies? I think so. I think that's what it okay. says. But I and how often are you treating? I sprayed it once. Yeah. So <laughs> this is common, very common. Okay. Um, you spray it multiple times. Mm. So you got to think you're on an extinction level event here. So those white flies, they've been getting it on. They got Barry White playing out there. They're (laughs) feasting. They're having a good time. So you got to spray mama. Uh And then you got to spray little little man. Uh And then you got to spray again in case little man got his thing on one time too. Mm, You see what I'm saying? So you have to kind of stay on top of it. So usually if you have a bad problem, I do three treatments. And I've actually this year done um, a biweekly treatment. Or actually, it's almost weekly. Mm-hmm. So okay, that's something you can do too. So the top, my light and just the turned bottoms, off. It scared right? me. Say what? You do the tops and the bottoms of the leaves. The whole plant. The whole plant. Late in the afternoon. Late in the afternoon. Okay, and you said once a week. Um. Yeah. Every ten days, seven days, ten days. Generally speaking. Okay. Um. Again, the product that you use is going to tell you. I know, like I use BT, I actually mix BT and neem oil together and then that'll help me with that. So like right now I'm fighting pickle worms. BT is back, I must say it wrong, Bacillus trachis or something like that. It's a natural um, enzyme that plants produce to repel um, insects. And so it's an organic and it doesn't sound organic because it's BT, but it's organic and then neem oil is is an oil um, extracted from, I believe it's a neem tree, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it makes the plant taste bad to the to them. So they'll leave. Oh, I see. And then the BT will attack them. Okay. So can I just go to the store and be like, hi, can I have BT, please? Or is it like yeah. in something? No, generally you can say, I need BT. If you go to, I mean, I wouldn't go to a big box store and ask that. But if you went to like a garden center, they'd hook you up. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I I've not even here seen BT because it's a you know it's actually on some bottles and I've not seen it at all. But now being an hour talking about you don't get pure BT. Well, it's beat, but everybody's got a brand for yeah, it. So, you know what I mean? 
So you just go somewhere and say, I need BT, I need an organic treatment, and then, you know, a garden center will hook so you up. So what I was saying was the, in a garden center, they're going to be basically like, what we have is over there, you know, in most garden centers. And if it's not on the label, which in a lot of cases, the brand doesn't necessarily have it on the label, which I have seen that before, but not in the stores mm-hmm. that I've gone to. So your best bet is a nursery or something that's a little okay. bit smaller and they'll know what you're trying to do. But that's one of the okay. reasons. When I say garden center, that's what I mean. I don't mean like Lowe's okay. Garden right. Center or anything yeah, like that. I, I, I got that's saying. one of the reasons yeah. why I just I can't stand having to do this. I think you're past the point of like trying to avoid this. I think you have to, Ashley. But for me, yeah. like I just it's that whole cycle of it because he's exactly right. You just can't do it the one time. Right. Okay. You know, you have to kind of keep with that cycle. Um, and yeah. I just I despise it. It's one of the things that I don't like about gardening. However, yeah. I'm not experiencing some of the intruder damage that you are. So yeah, if I like were, I, have, I would like, follow that advice. Yeah, like I have, I had flea beetles as well that were attacking some of my eggplants and um, zucchinis and mm. cucumbers when I first bought them in April. And that's just something I think is just in my area. We have a lot of flea beetles. Um, so, I fought those this year. Oh, you did? How'd you? Two treatments and they were gone. What did you do? BT? BT and neem oil. I need to get on that. What am I doing? Yeah. <laughs> Today the is brand the first that I use day of the is, rest um, of your garden life. <laughs> the brand I use is called Safer. S-A-F-E-R. Safer. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, and I use that, I mean, because I had it last year. And I mean, I went out there and checked on my okra plants and I was like, dang. <laughs> I mean, it, you couldn't even see green on it. Yeah. And so I was like, all right. And I just let it go. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because I was like, this is too far gone. It was it was just in such bad shape. Yeah. And then this year came back and I was like, nah. And I went out there and treated it and I haven't had now, an issue. Now, which plants was, were this on, was this on again? It's on everything. Okay. So going I mean, back I don't to know, your... It's so, it's so hard to tell what yeah. is like flea beetle damage, what is like white fly damage, what is aphid damage, what is... I mean, again, probably it's easier for you guys, but being a new gardener, always, you know, yeah. I'm just like, well, what is the... It's not easy for us. We some, look wait, at it yeah, and I, saw some I mean, I have... On some lettuce today I have to s- and I almost took a picture of it. And I'm just like, you know what? It's poop. I'm not even going to try to track down what kind of poop it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh no! And that's the beauty of that BT and neem oil, though, is it'll treat all three of those things. Okay, there's another pest that I have that's just wrecking my stuff, and I actually sent it to you, Ben, when I first started following you on Instagram. Is my the leaf miners mm-hmm. are yeah. insane, and I know a lot of people are just like leaf miners are only bad aesthetically. It, they're so bad on my squash and my pumpkin that it's turning just yellow and like dropping. Because it's just so infested with leaf miners. So at this point, I was just like, do I need to purchase like their natural predator and put them in my garden? Because it's so hard for me to get on top of. And like once they're there, it's too late. The damage is done. Yeah. Um, I'm looking it up right now. So I'm not I want to make sure I'm not going to lie. While he looks it up. I do want to go back to the question on should you pull the plant? We were talking about zucchini and cucumber. So... Mm-hmm. Generally, I was responding saying leave it and thinking, uh-huh. okay, the plant is generally healthy. Um, but uh-huh. I'm going to come back around and say for some of these plants where you have a lot of damage, since uh-huh. your growing season is much longer, you know, peppers, I don't know that you have, let's see, December, September, October, November, uh, maybe even start new with a pepper plant. But these other things that you're growing, I'm uh-huh. going to go with if there's a lot of damage instead of trying to now treat 
pull what you think you want to pull and then you have time to start over with because now you can kind of take what we've learned here and uh-huh. apply that cycle to it versus trying to combat it you know midway through yeah. if there's a lot of damage you can trim the leaves off with it on there and give it a hard cutback and a general i just wanted to make sure because i haven't fought leaf miner in a long time but that bt will take care of it okay but once they get in the leaves, it's hard to control them. Yeah. So you have to spray, 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 remove, spray, spray, spray. So you need to be on like a regimen at this point to try and get everything under control. Okay. And that's why these garden walks in the mornings are so important for people because you can identify. If you go out in your garden every day for five minutes, you will identify problems as they arise. Mm-hmm. And then you have time because what's happening is you're looking at it and you're like, oh, shit, I got these weird lines out here, man. Mm-hmm. Well, at that point, you're almost too late. Okay. Right. Do you so have to do a- it? Do you have to do a walk in the morning or is that just a turn? A- a phrase whenever you want okay because i i I leave for work when it's like four four o'clock in the morning i'm on my way to work Mm -hmm. so i do my garden walks in the afternoon or in the evening so i'm just wondering if that is technically too late to try and monitor what's happening in the garden no you'll you'll notice things day by day as you go out as long as you're out there and you see it and you know each day things are changing and you'll say, wait, that plant looks different. Yeah. And then that will give you time instead of being like, wait, my plant's dead. Mm-hmm. What do I do? So mm-hmm. it kind of gives you that moment of like being able to get on it. Yeah. It's more yeah. about the frequency rather than the specific time of day. Okay. Um, so your evening walk, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> your evening yeah. garden walk is just fine. Yeah. Yeah. My evening garden walk. Okay, cool. S- Anything else? Yeah. um, I guess like one last issue that I had that I wanted to talk about was I have bees in my garden, Mm -hmm. but my pumpkins are not pollinating. (laughs) They're dropping off. Like I I had a fully formed female flower uh, on my, one of my, okay. (laughs) I bought bought a four, uh, a, a winter squash mix. Mm-hmm. So all different kinds of stuff in the packet. Um, and they said that I could plant four seeds in a grow bag or on a hill. So, so four different types of vines, four different types of pollen. Um, and I'm getting female flowers and I hear the bees. I have like today I saw like 10 bees in that area. Mm-hmm. Nothing's getting pollinated. Are so the... I don't know if the bees are just hopping from one vine that's a different type of vegetable or fruit and then hopping to the other female flower that's not on the same vine does it have to be the same vine for it to be pollinated am i, am I it has to be the same species say that one more time the same species same species, same species. so pumpkins yes, there it is yeah sorry <laughs> pumpkins need to be fertilized by pumpkins so they're falling off because they're not getting pollinated in time mm. so it's you know it's kind of like humans we have a finite amount of time when we can have babies mm-hmm. generally, right? Mm-hmm. Up until menopause. Well, plants just go through menopause way, way faster. So when the flower opens, it is a finite amount of time for it to be pollinated. Yeah. So if you have those things, so that being said, 
I believe if you had a winter squash and a pumpkin pollinate each other, you would still you would get like a hybrid squash pumpkin thing. Huh. Correct? Batavia? I mean, that's how you make like a hybrid. Yeah, you know, I, like I'm not convinced about melon. that either. Um, I, I mean, I think you'd have to be tracking the bee to see where he goes from one place or where she goes to another place. Uh-huh. Um, well, what I'm saying, what I'm saying is that it's being pollinated. You know, the chances are like, cause my first initial thought was like, okay, if you have winter squash, butternut squash and pumpkin all in the same hill, then that bee might not be pollinating it with the right pollen. But then in my mind, before I even opened my mouth, I was like, wait a second, it doesn't really mm-hmm. matter. It's still going to get pollinated. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. So I'm thinking oh, that so. um, really? my initial thought when you were t- describing it, two things. One, I'm wondering if you're saying it without saying it. So you, the way you introduced it, I almost felt like, do you, are they too close together? Are they, are you know. crowding? You know, um, and that, I mean, I'm getting, I don't think it has anything to do with the pollination, but I'm just wondering as a separate note, we need to t- take a look at the spacing on that. Cause th- you've introduced a couple of things like that. And I don't know if it's just kind of the panic of maybe I've put them too close together or maybe they are too close together, but I'm notorious for it. So there's that. But I was, um, I was looking yeah. at some of my squash um, winter squash and I was trying to tie them up and I noticed same thing. Bees were just rolling around and you could literally watch the bee go to a blossom or bloom that was had closed already. And you could see it buzzing mm. around like, uh, uh, do not enter. Yeah. And then it moves yeah. on. So you may have a lot of blooms or flowers or whatever. But the question is, to Ben's point, are they open and ready to be entered? It's getting kind of wild and crazy here. But <laughs> I can I can answer everything right now. I have it all figured okay. out. OK, shoot. You re- you ready? Let's do it. Are you ready, Batavia? I'm always ready. Wait, wait. All right, that's that's a cleansing bill. That's a cleansing like. All right, now we're ready. It's because you have heat stress right now, mm. and the plant's stressing out, and it's like I gotta. How am I gonna survive? So it's it's gonna naturally try and survive. Mm-hmm. Then on top of that you have too much nitrogen in there and it's not giving it the right amount of nutrients. So it's pushing it farther to produce more leaves and drop those flowers. Mm. So, um, I think really and truly what the problem is, though, is probably heat stress is your issue right now. Cause 107 is hot. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's why, um, I know Bridget at San Diego seed company, she uses, um, shade cover mm-hmm. in her garden every year okay her farm yeah. she uses it um so i know like out there that's like a big thing that they do yeah um so you definitely i think a lot of that you know a, i think most of the things you're talking about other than the pest is heat stress and fertilization okay th- and we have a little bit of watering issue that we've came to as well yeah but I think you really are dealing with heat stress right now. Okay. And I think once your heat breaks, you will start to see. So like we had like two weeks of like 100 degree temperatures here. Mm-hmm. And I was go out and I'd have like tomato blossoms on the ground. Oh. You know, I wasn't getting a lot of tomatoes. And then we dropped down to like the low 90s. And all of a sudden I got more and more tomatoes come in. More and more things are like producing. Okay. So I think you're seeing, you know... A little bit is in your, well, all of it's in your control to an extent, but 
I think the heat on this particular case, the heat stress is really what's causing it to drop. Now, there's two things you can do. You can put actual mulch down that's not compost. Okay. And that will, if you put a deep mulch on it, it will cool the roots down. And then that will allow it to some stress. And then on top of that, if you put a shade cloth over it, mm-hmm. then that's going to be a thing. So what I would do, and I, I don't use a shade cloth, and I should. I'm straight up. I should, but I'm just way not interested in doing that. <laughs> is I'd put all of my containers, I would you know, try and build something where you can put a shade cloth. You'd want 60% light admittance. Okay. Okay. And then you could just pile all of those plants in there during these like heat waves and stuff. Yeah. And then that will help you to like minimize your footprint because you, you're working in a small space, correct? Correct. Yeah. So that will help you with that. So the benefit of the small space is going to cost you less. Yeah. That's and good. then you just have to get kind of creative. And then the benefit of the containers is you can move these things around. Yeah. So you can say, okay, right now it's going to be really hot. We need to protect them. You put them in. Yeah. Protect them. And no, oh, it's not hot. Then you can spread them out, whatever you want to do. Yeah. I'm yeah, going to go. Great. He's spot on. And I'm going to say I would actually, to make this smaller, focus your energy of, on where you already have your shade cloth. Right. So or the plants that you really want to focus on, put that shade cloth you already have on those. I think for you, your biggest investment and the the benefit would be the shade cloth you've already bought. I do Uh think go ahead and and get that BT. Right. Um, I think for right now, I think Ben's suggestion of 10, 10 and 10 or something that's even for fertilizer is spot on as well from the little I know about fertilizing. But we think you probably already have some pretty fertilized soil. So you probably don't need to make that investment immediately. You have Uh like I would not buy any fertilizer. Okay, You have like six weeks before your weather breaks, it sounds like. Yeah. Uh, So that's enough time to kind of take some of these remedies and try to turn some things around before you don't have to have this much hands-on gardening. Cause you've been at this for like five months. And so if you want to go full, you know, steam ahead when it comes to all of your containers, I'm all for it. But if you want to yeah. make this smaller and start focusing on some, just a couple of them, whatever you can get under that shade cloth, I think it's going to be your best chance over these next six weeks. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That sounds good. Yay. Did we conquer the world? <laughs> I rule the I world. <laughs> I, I think you have a baseline now, though. And I, you know, just next year, don't add in the fertilizer. Mm-hmm. I would put it on top okay. as needed. You know, I w- or you can get like your basic 10, 10, 10, mm-hmm. and then mix some of that in. But you know that in some time it's going to go out. You okay. know what I mean? Yeah. Because slow f- release fertilizer does exactly that. It releases it slowly over mm-hmm. a period of time. So like if you and this is an organic one, but people use if you use like Osmocote, it releases over six months. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's one treatment and you're good for six months. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I feel like I was um, maybe overfeeding. My, yeah. my garden. <laughs> well, you I, care about it. Yeah, I do. And like I said, right, my, my grandpa's been doing it and he's so good at it. Yeah. And I just want to make him proud and I want to show him pictures. Did and, you did you say yeah. that he just started gardening this year? I thought that's what you said, right? My grandpa? No. Yeah, of course. Oh. His whole life. Yeah, that's, my grandpa's been oh. gardening yeah. since. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so wait a second. Where's um, Where's Grandpa at in all this? Uh, he uh, He's being ninety three years old. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> Enough said. Yeah, but uh, one thing I did want to ask you guys is to end kind of on a lighter note was um, uh, 
moving forward for my like fall root crops that I'm probably going to start working on. Um, I just started some seeds indoors um, and I have some stuff in row covers right now that are starting to germinate like parsnips and Mm -hmm. rutabaga stuff that takes a little longer. Um, So I have Mm -hmm. it underneath the row cover to help with some of the pest issues um, and some of the, the heat issues. But I just wanted to see if you guys had any, I guess, tips on new gardeners that are starting for a new season of stuff yes ben do you have any tips for us new gardeners that are going to start a fall garden <laughs> don't you roll your eyes at me <laughs> young lady oh it's exhausting in my mind <laughs> yeah actually it's going better it's for all me, about protecting it's all about protecting from heat right now uh-huh. okay so you know your rutabagas like i just planted my rutabagas uh-huh. But my f- first supposed frost date is like October 29th, but it could very well be like the middle. No, I think it's like November 15th or something. Mm-hmm. So, but you know, that being said, like that stuff supposedly gets sweeter as it gets cooler. Mm-hmm. So you have to be very careful. Like in your case, I think you may have jumped the gun okay. a little bit. And I'm going to refer you to Bridgette at San Diego Seed Company just because she's in your zone. Yeah. You know, she's she runs a farm. And when I say farm, I mean, she's growing the same stuff we are. Mm-hmm. She, it's just, we you know, we're all urban farmers. Mm-hmm. So she's, you know, she's growing that stuff. And she's got videos and stuff like that um, on her Instagram. And I believe you two, they do like short little videos about... Um, when to start for your zone because that's when they really give their tips and i mean you know tips and advice are for every single zone but specifically being in san diego they discuss that okay. zone um and you know i don't think she's quite started her fall garden oh yet. really okay so you know i would if i were you i would i'm thinking i would wait about a month probably and focus on what you've got going on now yeah Okay. You know what I mean? You, you, and in my mind personally, and I don't know if you agree with this, Batavia, I think that if your first year, you're better off to focus on getting a harvest out of what you have now instead of jumping the gun and starting all over. Now, that being said, if at some point you're like, look, I'm just not happy with this and I know I have another opportunity, mm-hmm. I think you should start a fall garden. And if that's the case... You just need to be very mindful about managing seeds in the heat mm-hmm. because fall gardens are exactly what they're made for. Right. They're made for cooler temperatures. Right. So starting seeds indoors, stuff like that will help, um, you know, intercropping, interplanting, however you want to phrase it. I know that Since, now. You know, <laughs> Batavia got her feathers ruffled <laughs> about that earlier. Among other things. So, so I, you know, that will help you with that. I'm actually going to disagree just a little bit. Um, so I would normally say if we hadn't had this conversation, focus on finishing out your summer garden and then, you know, let's give it another try next year. But having talked Mm -hmm. to you for almost two hours, yay, (laughs) Um, I'm inclined to say, and knowing where you are, I'm inclined to say like, you've learned a lot over these last four or five months, right? You are trying to, it's like a, um, you know, a rescue mission for what you already have. Uh-huh. Right. Um, and you're going to put some energy into it. But I look at this fall garden, which 
a, a couple of quick searches, a, a, a quick uh, DM to Bridgette, and you'll get the timing right. As long as you can get uh-huh. the timing right, I think you can have some real success in this fall garden and come away with 2020 with like a garden win. Because this yeah. is my, the part of me where I'm trying to protect new gardeners, and I do want you to yeah. be able to harvest something. Now, uh-huh. I would note to say, maybe minimize the number of things that you're planting for your fall garden just so you're able to better keep an eye on things um, Mm -hmm. as you kind of go into these next few months so yeah okay yeah I think that's why I kind of am just really like looking forward to the fall garden Mm -hmm. and I might be jumping the gum it's just because I want to get something yeah (laughs) and I feel like my summer garden has like really let me down So I'm just like, okay, it's fresh. I have a row covered to help with temperatures and Mm -hmm. pests that I didn't have in the summer. So I'm just really excited for it. But, you know, if, if you thinking, if you guys are thinking that I, maybe I should pump my brakes a little bit. then (laughs) No, so I don't know about, I don't know enough about your garden zone and your frost Mm -hmm. date to know your start date. But I think this week, if you promise us to do one thing, it's going to be to look into that because what you don't want to do, if you're, potentially a month earlier, you're going to run into a different set of problems because those plants are going to be too mature and it's going to still be too hot for you. Um, So get that timing down. And if you're on schedule, then all right, let's roll with it. But if you're that early, then we probably want to start sowing those seeds again in a month. Um, But you can figure that out over the next week and you'll report back to us because now, now we're invested in your fall garden. Yay. Good. I'm excited. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you right now what to plant in August. You ready? Yes. Zone nine beans, broccoli, cauliflower, collards, corn, cucumbers, onions, peas, peppers, pumpkins, summer squash, winter squash, tomatoes, turnips, and watermelon. Direct. So, so you don't even start planting anything really fall related until september okay wait is broccoli though and turnips aren't those fall they are but they take a really long time to grow yeah and that's why they're earlier yeah that's why i started i started um cabbage romanesco and broccoli seeds indoors so Mm -hmm. those are in my grow light my whole living room is a shade of purple so, yeah it sucks i love so, it <laughs> uh do you guys also one one last question sure. do you can i block that light somehow <laughs> you, uh probably but you could just get a white light the blue the purple light sucks man yeah, they suck. mine are white so yeah. <laughs> oh god it would be nice if i was Jimi hendrix but i'm just not you know what you could do you could have the light come on when you sleep Oh, really? I thought it needed to be dark. Like when it was dark outside. Yeah, it does need to be dark. Never mind. I take that back. Okay. <laughs> I just lied to every single person listening. I'm sorry, everybody. No, that's good. I mean, these are questions that I'm sure new gardeners have. You yeah. know, like I I didn't even know when I got the seed cells. I'm just like, how do I even water this? Like, uh, <laughs> do I put it on top? Do I water on the bottom? I don't know. So I'm just going to figure it out. You know? So the only month that she, it looks like you wouldn't be planting is really January. And I think you still can plant some stuff in January. Don't listen, Batavia. Listen away. So. Listen away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but I'm about the same thing. Like yeah. I take off like um, late December or December and January and then I can start back up. So. Show off. Yeah. Hey, look, I made the decision to live in where I live for the reason that I grew <laughs> Oh, I was just born here, so I don't know. And I'm just kidding. 
So, I mean, you know, that's so. And if you think about like, if you start broccoli in August, then and nobody ever talks about rutabagas. They all want to grow turnips, but rutabagas take longer. Mm-hmm. So you're about in the window to start your turnips. OK, cool. You just got to keep them cool. Got to keep yeah. them watered. Yeah, I definitely you know. Have- and you might have to spot water your seeds. Spot water. Which means don't water your whole garden. Just water the seeds. Got it. OK. Gotcha, man. Keep them moist. <laughs> no, don't dry them out like I did my carrots because I thought the <laughs> top two inches needed to be dry. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oopsie. <laughs> so we're at the part of the show where we would normally give the recipe of the day, but there is a cost for coming on to the Backyard Gardens podcast. And we have three questions that we are going to ask our lovely guest, Ashley, okay. today. Uh-oh. So one of them is, and I didn't prep her for this, is you have to give us a recipe that you would eat out of your garden, and I know it's kind of like rubbing salt in the wound, but we all eat vegetables, yeah. okay? okay? We all eat vegetables. So, is there a quick recipe that you can think of that you and your husband would make to eat? Yes. So, I don't know if I told you guys this, but I am growing strawberry popcorn. So No, you left that out. Yeah. <laughs> Another thing I'm growing is strawberry popcorn. <laughs> Um, so I, I really enjoy uh, freshly popped popcorn, and I, I discovered that if you coat it with a little bit of olive oil and uh, dark chocolate and sprinkle a little bit of pink Himalayan salt on it, it's a perfect, perfect like nighttime snack to watch while we're or eat to a while we're watching Netflix. So it's one of my favorite recipes, and that why I'm growing strawberry popcorn. Damn it! Nicely dark chocolate, done. fruit in the name, vegetable. I'll take it. She hit everything. I'm so disappointed yes. with all of my previous recipes now. Like <laughs> This was super on the spot. I'm trying to think like, okay, like what's the most interesting thing I have no, in my garden? No, that's perfect. But you came up with it with like authority mm-hmm. too. Yeah, sure. So I'm growing strawberry popcorn and I'm like, damn. Yeah, yeah. So have you guys heard of strawberry popcorn before? I have not heard of it, but I love the concept. I have not heard of it. Yeah. So Does it taste like strawberry? No, unfortunately it doesn't. It looks like a strawberry though when you pull the husks up. Because uh, the, mm-hmm. the actual cob is maybe like three, four inches mm-hmm. and you pull the husks up and it, they look like the tops of strawberries and it's a dark red color. Oh. So I have like a couple of those in the garden right now and those are actually doing really well. Interesting. So, Good. Knock on wood there. because You're getting there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there it is. There it is. That's the use. Yay. <laughs> so your next question is what is, and I'm sorry. But what is your favorite part of gardening so far? Oh, you know, honestly, it's the the people that I've met uh, through gardening. Yeah. You know, like honestly. Wow. <laughs> as cliche, yes. Is that cliche to say that? No. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, we me all love things start to grow and grow when they fruit and you eat it. But, you know, I've met so many people just walking by. They stop and they talk to me about gardening. My neighbor who I've never met before, I just found out that he has a whole garden, a fence away from me. And he finally like introduced himself and we introduced over gardening. So, I mean, it's just the the relationships that I fostered, just the patience, the patience that I've acquired. It's just, it's amazing. It's amazing. And even though I haven't gotten anything yet, I'm still looking forward. (laughs) Here you go, Batavia. (laughs) As a tissue can't for you, I see you wiping your I eyes. Can't believe she I made did it all the way until this moment. Oh, I'm sorry. She did. It's, it. so, it's beautiful. No, it's, it's it's yeah. 
you know, and it's awesome that you met your neighbor through it. Yeah. And the, and the better part of it is, is like, talk to him about it. You know what I mean? Talk to him about your problems too. like bounce him, you know, bounce some stuff off of them because, you know, and we've talked about this before, but as, as useful as, as we can be to people, we're not in your zone. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like we all can kind of work around our zone, but unfortunately like zone nine and, and higher like nine, 10 and all that. It's so Mm -hmm. different. Like eight is like Mike, my zone is like the cutoff where you still get a hard freeze or not a hard freeze, but we still get freeze. Our gardens will go to sleep for a short time, but yours will pretty much always grow. Yeah. You know what I mean? And just, so you're going to have things like your bugs won't get killed off, Mm -hmm. which is why you're having these issues with these pests and stuff. They don't die. They just thrive. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's an, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I think so. So if you're if so and being that you're a beginner gardener mm-hmm. and you're having these issues, if you can give somebody one tip that's going to start a garden or that has started their garden, what would it be? Oh, gosh, I feel like I'm being so cliche, but I just have to say if somebody were to come to me and biggest piece of advice, don't give up. Don't there it is. give up. Like there's yeah. so many times where I've just like stormed in my house cried to my mom the next day the next 12 hours later i had eggplants (laughs) i had those blossoms that i never thought would bloom i had that so don't don't give up (laughs) yep just don't do it that's awesome no (laughs) and and, And that's the thing and and a more practical and a more practical tip is stick your finger all the way in there to make sure that it's dry and don't overwater it. Damn. Yeah. I got two women on the podcast and I was just about to pull a Michael Scott joke and I pulled back. I've never pulled back before, yeah. but you said a Michael Scott joke? Yeah. What joke? That's what she said. Oh God. I know. I can't help it. I'm sorry. I'm oh, sorry. You're fine. I love the office, so you're good. I'll, I'll allow it. Batavia rolls her eyes at me when it's, I say it. You so. know, it's it's fitting. It's fitting. I, I literally texted my boss. We were on a um, webinar earlier, and it may or may not have been close to that. So I'm, you know, I'm with you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think those are great tips, and I think the one about giving up is really good because. You know, the first year you do struggle, yeah. you know, yeah. and especially when you live in a hard, I mean, 107 degrees is hot, mm-hmm. you know, and I was thinking about this the other day. I was like, you know, how may, how amazing is a garden? You know, it sits out there in 107 mm-hmm. degrees and just cooks mm-hmm. yeah. all day and still yeah. grows. Yeah. yeah, we can't do that. We sit in our AC with it pumped down to 70 some degrees, 60 some people. And we're like, damn, it's still it's hot. Yeah. And we come inside and. They don't get no water. So what do they do? They reach for the water. Right. You know what I mean? Like, how amazing is that? So, like, it's it's true. Like, don't give up, man. Just yeah. keep plugging away. And it's a garden is such a slow process. Yeah. Which goes it back you know? to the And in the world we live in. Her, yeah. You know? And in the world we live in today, it can be very hard for us to, you know, we want to have that gratification right away. And essentially what you've done is you've stepped back in time. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. By starting a garden and you're having to learn the patience and you've learned the determination that we don't, you know, because you could just be like, screw this. I'm going to go buy me a tomato or excuse me, she doesn't eat tomatoes. I'm going to go buy me a pepper. Oh, yeah, I know. Uh, but go ahead. one thing I was actually, I didn't want to reference it. Um, 
Sorry. Sorry. I didn't want to reference it, but have you guys seen The Wicker Man? No. No. Oh, you guys. Oh, okay. So then maybe that reference. Do I need to? But it's basically this old like Swedish movie where they lure this like person to their island that they're known for having these bountiful harvests and they don't have a harvest one year and they're starving. So they have to lure this person in and like burn them at the stake so that they're their garden finally grows and i was gonna reference that oh time. i have seen i have <laughs> seen a little it. bit of this 70s, was it all women i'm watching this uh it was a lot of women yeah, yeah. yeah it yeah, was yeah. a lot of women there yeah i'm on it i'm on it <laughs> it's a weird movie man i mean if you're a gardener and you're having failing crops if you if if we rec we can reference the wicker man and i'm sure people will get it because they had failing crops and they had to do some extreme stuff to get their crops back. So, so I, there's, I can ensure you versions. on the, there's, I just looked it up. There's a 1973 version, the original, I'm sure. I saw yeah. a little bit of the Nicolas Cage version as oh, you were describing yeah. it. That was yeah, from 2006. Was yeah. <laughs> Weird. Yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> Maybe I did see the Nicolas Cage. I don't know. I don't remember, yeah. but I can guarantee you this. There will be references from here on hey, out because it sounds hey, amazing. <laughs> But that was what? Let's let's try that again. Rewind. There you go. There we go. I love it. I love it. <laughs> so, you know, I hope that. Well, first of all, Ashley, have you gained anything from this? Oh my gosh! Yes. Yes. Okay. I'm gonna stop Good. throwing away my, away my money on a fertilizer. Yeah. <laughs> so just and remember this: people grew without fertilizer for thousands yes, of years, they did. not years. Not hundreds of years, but thousands, tens of thousands of years. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, and I mean, you know, the the Native Americans would bury a fish under mm-hmm. their corn and uh-huh. stuff like that. So they would do it, but they didn't, you know, they didn't know what the chemical makeup of it was. Right. So, you know, my suggestion is stop analyzing it, stay off of YouTube <laughs> and grow your shit. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like straight up, like, and don't let people that you see with like, these massive harvests, like don't let them get you down. Okay. You know what I mean? So that's why I don't post harvest on Instagram anymore. I don't know if you've noticed, but I don't post my harvest. Yeah. I'm working on a I harvest video you know, this week. Stay tuned for it. <laughs> yes. Batavia's part of no, the problem, it, but I don't think I'm, I'm joking. You know that. So I, I just, but I, a couple of notes for me, like you're just put some dirt in a pot and go after it. I'm uber impressed by the number of things you're trying to grow and being four or five months into it, having encountered what you did. I know for sure now listening to you that my first year or two of gardening, I didn't experience some of the troubles that you experienced. And I want to believe that that version of Batavia would have still went at it, Um, Uh but I can't say Uh for sure. So I applaud (laughs) you for that. Um, And it sounds like you have a plan that we can tweak just a little bit as you go forward for a fall. So I'm thinking yeah. you may find that you just generally have more success with a fall garden. We don't know. We'll figure that out. Um, yeah. But yeah. thanks for spending the time with us this afternoon. Absolutely. Thank you guys yeah. for inviting me on here. Absolutely. Well, I want to say this. I want you, when we get off here, Ashley, I want yeah. you to pick up your phone and a year from today, we want you back on here. Yeah. I want to, I want an That'd update in, cool. a, in one year. Yes. I want to know what's different and I want you to do me one favor Mm -hmm. I want you to plant an herb okay 
Of course. Okay. All right. Shut up, Batavia. <laughs> I don't even want to hear your crap about this. And the reason why is because it's a plant that you can literally torture to get the best flavor out of, oh. and it will help you boost your confidence okay. in your gardening. Okay. So, you know, basil, and then you can move to cilantro in the fall, but like get you a basil plant and grow it. Okay. And see how that does for you, you know? Yeah. I think that'll work. Yeah. So I know Batavia, like, ah, oh, here he goes with the herbs again, but... <laughs> It only took us two hours to get there. Hey, thanks for your work and and getting up every morning. And thanks for being an essential worker. We appreciate you. Thank you you for saying that. That's so sweet. Thank you. Yes, thank you. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Okay, everybody. We've conquered the world. We'll find out in one year if we conquer the world, that is. Or else Ashley is going to just smug us all over Instagram and tell them that everybody, we gave the worst advice. So... (laughs) The jury is out, (laughs) but we thank you for coming on. We want everybody to be safe. Wear a mask. Don't wear a mask in your car by yourself. It's ridiculous. (laughs) And wash your hands and uh, get your ass out in your garden and grow. Is there anything you want to tell the people, Ashley? Oh, you know, just don't give up. Don't there it is. give up. <laughs> Hashtag don't, don't give up. Over fertilize. <laughs> <laughs> and Batavia on cue. See ya. This episode is proudly brought to you by San Diego Seed Company, a company that is dedicated to providing organic heirloom varieties of seeds for your small urban farm. That's right. You heard me. You are a small urban farmer. You provide food for your family and share with your neighbors, and they are dedicated to providing you with the best seeds for a bountiful harvest. Check them out at sandiegoseedcompany.com or on social media at, you guessed it, San Diego Seed Company. Thank you for listening to us today. If you want to follow us on Instagram, you can find us at Backyard Gardens Pod, and we share gardening tips and clips from the show, and we would love to see your gardens and share them with everybody. So if you want to join us and you want to share your gardens, feel free to use the hashtag BYG podcast. And if you want to see us on video, you can find us on YouTube at Backyard Gardens, where we have the full show and clips and all the recipes broken down for you. And until next time, Learn to grow and grow for change, and we're going to call it a wrap. Now you know why people feel like celebrating at harvest time. All over the world, people have feasting and good times when the crops have been gathered in.